Introducing, ladies and gentlemen, D. Snyder. Let's play. things in life I never envisioned myself doing. Give me a for instance. Well, for instance, along the way of see, always knowing I'd be a rock and roll star, I never imagined sitting in a movie theater in my 40s watching some teen flick like Road Trip, you know, with my baseball cap on and seeing one of my songs being used low these many years later as sort of the focal points of that film. I remember sitting there and saying, it's something I didn't imagine doing. Or watching uh, a Christmas special with a top, you know, singing star singing a Christmas song that I wrote. Or going even crazier and further. This one you'll never believe, but I never envisioned myself at any point in my life to yelling at a three-year-old to take the candy bar out of his ass. You know, I mean, that's words you never thought would actually pass your list, <laughs> lips in any combination. Yeah, I remember, I mean, I remember being on the phone, talking to somebody and seeing, I think, Cody running through the house nude and with a Hershey bar in its wrapper between his cheeks running down the hallway. And I'm like, hey, get that, get that candy bar out of your butt. And my first one on the phone goes, did you just say what I think you just said? I said, look, man. You know, they didn't tell me about this when I signed up for the kids. That you got to, they'd find places to put food. I guess Nick knows all about that. And this now this doesn't seem, by comparison, as insane. But yesterday night, I found myself at a Republican fundraiser for a candidate for for legislator in my county, and I just it was really surreal for me. How'd you happen upon that? I felt like you for some reason. I could see you, Beth Lockwood, doing things like that, but myself, I, I just... Well, I mean, there's a neighbor of mine, uh, Lou Marcosia, who, um, you know, he's on the, uh, the community. We have like a little committee. He's the head of it, and we really like him. We really like his ideas, and we, you know, we've talked on a number of occasions and found ourselves to be like-minded individuals, you know, which is great. And then um, he's retired, young retiree. I think he's like 50. You know, he made a lot of money in, uh, with computers and stuff. And uh, he's decided to run for office. So I don't, you know, I never really care about his party affiliation. I never asked. And not that that matters to me, really. But, uh, you know, we, we got a letter from friends of Louis Marcosia and asking us to come down for a fundraiser. And, you know, he's a friend. And we said, okay, let's go down and support him, you know. And then I walk into this cocktail party with all these adults saying all this with quotation marks. And, you know, people in suits 
and I was wearing the official D. Snyder uniform, of course. <laughs> Suzette said, what are you wearing? I said, thinking of going with black jeans and a uh, black shirt with black boots. <laughs> what do you think? So you, you, blend, you blended then. <laughs> We blend. It'll blend. I was announced, for God's sakes. The Honorable this was there, and the Honorable that was there, and Assemblyman this was there, and the formerly Zero Twisted <laughs> Sister. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, again, hello, hi people, I'm <laughs> waving. That was just weird. But then, I, and like I said, I'd, I'd consider myself to be, I have no party association, affiliation, and, you know, if it's a McCain or a Giuliani, who I like very much, it doesn't matter to me that the Republicans or uh, the Democrats, I like what they're about. But still, the Republicans tend to have a bit of a rhetoric that I had to sit through that was, uh, you know... A bit, I felt a tad out of place. Oh, no. Is it Psycho's Choice again? Of course. Oh, damn. Steve Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Oh, Steve Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. So, before I was so rudely interrupted, I got it was short. Not that it's a bad tune or anything like that, but just, just every week. I really like that one. Another stone tenth. Was it a new tune? Yeah. You don't like it, Nick? No, it's a sellout song for them. I mean, when you go start singing about Monday and Tuesday and all that <laughs> crap, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good start to a song. Are you saying you're saying that they've gone Sinatra on us? When I was 17, <laughs> it was a very good year. Yeah. When, you, when, you, when you're singing about years, days of the week, or months. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see. Uh, so, and it, you know what I mean? That just seemed, last night, just, I was like, wow, this is just odd. I know I'm an adult, and I know I'm a grown-up, I know I'm a middle-aged man, I don't try to pretend I'm not, but still, in my mind, those kinds of things just, different adults and middle-aged people and grown-ups and stuff. Well, and I can see. If you gave me 50 chances to guess what you were doing last night, political fundraiser wouldn't have been in my choice. Right. Selection. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. But at the same time, I'm not going to, when asked, and for a person who I think has got you know, sound ideas, and I think would make a great legislator, and uh, and you know, and and I would like to see an office. I'm not gonna say, well, listen, I'm not doing that because that doesn't fit into my you know image or whatever. That's you know, I mean, if you said, would you never do something like that? I might say, I don't know if I'll never do it. You know, down the road, who knows? But still, as I was sitting there, I said, this is one of those places and things that I somehow didn't picture in my in my game plan. You must all have something like that somewhere. I mean, Beth, I mean, just doing this, being where you are today. Yeah. Yeah, this would be one good example. <laughs> <laughs> one good, long example. Um, there are certainly concerts I never expected I would see. Uh, <laughs> poison. Probably never thought I'd go to a Poison show, but quite enjoyed it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you've seen a few. You've introduced a few bands you probably thought you'd never introduce. <laughs> sure, sure. Maybe you never thought you'd be introducing bands. <laughs> On a stage, I mean, you crack me up when you're out there. <laughs> Not that you do anything wrong. You don't do anything wrong. It's just like I said, doesn't seem like she really belongs. As much as I belong at a political fundraiser, you just don't seem like she'd be up there introducing the band. You know, you do a nice job and everything, but you just seem a little out of place. I know everybody else people. curses, and I haven't, I haven't cursed ever yet while introducing a band. I probably oh. never will. 
Well, you, you, you know, you did one in that show you did. You well, that was acting. different. That was a script. <laughs> well, just imagine you're playing a role and let an, a mother effer fly at 104 Fest. You'll see the audience go, Ricky's chirping. Fest just said mother effer. Is this thing on? <laughs> hey, you mother effers. <laughs> I don't think it will happen. <laughs> 25,000 people <Yeah>. freeze <laughs> that'll be funny as hell well Nick I know you've had some been some places and done some things maybe as recent as a few weeks ago where you said gee when I was thinking what I'd be doing with my life here's something I never thought I'd be holding to my lips <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god Oh my God! Prostate exam is twenty-seven. Oh, yeah, twenty-seven. No. Yeah, I never thought I guess I'd be doing that live on the radio anyway. Yeah, a lot of things. Even I could go back as far as before you started here. I never thought I'd be going to Ozfest, and I never thought on top of that I'd be going to Ozfest with Dee Snyder. So. Uh, oh, when you and me went that time? Yeah, yeah, before you started the gig here. Yeah, you seemed a little shell-shocked when I picked you up at the limo. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit freaked out. I remember I, I was really scared uh, from <laughs> Rob Zombie and his entire band. Kind of freaked so, so out. So who's still playing bit. to the audience? This is when I knew that I was going to be the new morning guy, but the deal hadn't been finalized, but it was in the final stages. <clears throat> there was an OzFest up here, and uh, people in the know thought it might be a good thing for me to you know come up here and be seen in hartford and uh you know in, in front of an audience that was definitely my people and uh to that end i decided i forgot how it happened exactly but i decided to bring nick with me <laughs> and uh um, reverend dave set that up because reverend dave was in the know because he is part of the people team trying to get me on board here so uh we plan to pick nick up uh in my limo they limoed me in, so we open the door, and Nick jumps in, and yeah, he definitely seemed. By the way, now that I know Nick, that was a, that was a very like weirded out Nick Lentino. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> hanging out with me that day, walking around backstage, <laughs> and seeing Ozzy and freaking out on the side of the stage, and Rob Zombie was all mad and came running over and stuff. You thought he was coming for you, Nick? Yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty shell-shocked that day. It's the only word I could think of. That was really weird. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, well, this place, this dark side, you got any things like, you know, that you could think of that you never saw yourself or imagined yourself doing? Your first time in the limo. Yeah, that was pretty weird. <laughs> that was pretty odd. My first time at a fancy dinner with those little miniature spoons for the... Oh, I was going to say, him with, the, him with the utensils, with all the silverware and yeah. stuff. You were freaking yeah, out. that was pretty weird. I've experienced a lot of strange stuff in the past two years. I never, you were so compact in your seat. You know what I mean? He, like, his arms were like tight to his side and his hands were in his lap and his knees were together. Like some girl at a prom dance or something <laughs> like that. You know, he's just sitting there like real stiff. Like, you okay, man? Yeah, yeah I'm cool. It's like putting on airs, you know. It's, I wasn't used to it. Culture yeah, shock. Now, now you're kicking back a little bit. Now you're relaxing. Yeah, you're getting used to it. The new dark side. Yeah. And I, but you didn't envision all those new tattoos on your body, did you? No, tell me about it. Got another one. What's, 
What's up, man? I don't know. I just uh, I want to do the half sleeve, you know. I want to cover the arm type of thing. You're addicted, so aren't you? Oh, they're totally addictive. Absolutely. Now, the the half sleeve, of course, is going from the elbow up to the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, and all the way around. Ouch. What do you mean all the yeah. way around? All the way around under the armpit and everything. Oh, but it's going to be one arm? Yeah, well, for this summer. And then next summer, I'll work on the other one. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's going wow. for the record. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, Guinness. Then I'm going to do, like, the back, you know, the shoulder blades, do a mural. It's going to be a good, good thing. Your it's, whole it's body. Be, well, right up to the neck, maybe. Oh, man, that looks stupid. A DJ rock star. That's what he is. Hey, <laughs> DJ rock star. He's gonna pull it off. We're putting the band back off. together. Yeah, but you guys are rock stars. You know, if, in your if, own way. If you're the type that doesn't even take off your shirt at the pool, is it worth it to have a tattoo on your? Well, whole no. Back? It's, you know, I'm getting into shape and everything like that. So you know, definitely. You know, by next summer, I'll be able to take the shirt off, maybe get a tan or something. Hence the tank top this morning. Yeah, sorry the about pits that. Hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. It's a nice right. look. They don't oh, oh you want, yeah, but you want to keep fabric off of the new tats and stuff, I guess. You don't yeah. Want to, yeah, yeah. Any, today and tomorrow. Could, would it kill you to trim your armpit hair? Yeah. <laughs> Is that out of the question? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Braid it, something. <laughs> Cornrows. Maybe some beads, like that bass player in Kasha Gugu in the 80s. Beats. The Williams sisters. Do the Williams sisters thing under there. <laughs> Dreadlock. Get <laughs> some dread something going on. It's a, it's a hell of a thing. A um, lot of giveaways on this morning's show. Uh, let's see. For example, another WWF Invasion Prize Pack. Leading up to the grand prize this Friday of a year supply of uh, AT&T Cox In Demand pay-per-view WWF events. Okay, that's the grand prize. And uh, what else we got here? 104 Fest tickets. We have those to give away, which is kind of nice. And this is, uh, I'm trying to find the, the new, oh, great. Hold on a second, I got to grab it. Nick just sent me this. This is, this is brand spanking new. Talk amongst yourselves. Hey, Beth. Hello, Nicholas. It's only two feet away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, Everclear. Everclear Civic Tour Prize Pack. This is just, just came in, right? We found out about this this morning, or at least I did. Yeah. Every hour, all day today, we have pair uh, a pair of tickets and meet and greet passes to the Everclear show tomorrow night at the Webster Theater. Wow. That's going to be a lot of people backstage for the meet and greet. Plus, you get a complete... Are you kidding? You get a complete Everclear CD catalog and an Everclear t-shirt. But that's not all. That's not all, D. You'll then be entered to win an autographed Everclear guitar. And you'll also be entered in the national drawing for a brand new 2001 Honda Civic EX Coupe. Customized by the guys in Everclear. You could use what else can they possibly give you? This is great. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a great show tomorrow. Because I've seen them live with that 104 Fest. And, uh, you know, in this environment, the Webster's a great place to see a band. So, call number 10 right now. At 860-666-4444. We'll be going to the show tomorrow. And meeting and greeting Everclear. 
And you'll get the, C- the CDs and the T-shirt and entered for the guitar and the Honda Civic Coupe and Alex's firstborn child or secondborn. <laughs> I mean, it was new, finds a new girl. So they're giving away the, the store here. All right, call now, and that's right, every hour, all day today, that's, I'm sure, through Carlito's program, we'll be doing that, and so that means we got more to give away in a little while. All right, let's take a break, we'll come back, and it'll be time for the recap from yesterday's program, entitled, That's a Cow Wrapped Around Her Crotch. Mm. What? (laughs) Beth? I don't know. And how long were you guys fermenting on this uh, this title? This one didn't take too long. There were a few adjustments along the way. I'm not a smart man. <laughs> Another wasted 20 minutes of your day. Uh, blank message. Anything important? No, we're cool. Okay, then we'll be back with the recap from yesterday's program and more. D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. Oh, by the way, stop calling Doug from South Windsor. Won the Everclear prize pack. We'll have another one in the next hour. D. Snyder Radio. Get used to it. Highest in quality. I kind of like it. Best for you. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Rudy and back to the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Radio 104. In case you're wondering, we never got to talk about our weekends yesterday, as planned. And, uh, I mean, yeah, we do it for you guys, but actually I'm always kind of curious for myself. It's bad self-indulgent, but uh, a lot going on here, and we have a rule, no talking, so we never speak. It's just total silence <laughs> in the building. At all times, we grunt, we nod, we acknowledge, and then we move on and we save it for the show. Because that's the kind of program we have. So we'll be getting to that in a little bit, actually. And uh, look at what else is on the way. Oh, Sagan Zivas later in the show. Of course, Ms. Lockwood has her news reports. Everybody's always loving every moment of that. Uh, And you know what I'm going to do here? I say, oh, this is just um, just a reaction here, just regarding D-Day 2. I know what you're saying, Beth. You're saying, why are people still just now reacting to D-Day 2? Well, people are still adjusting to our new internet address and not realizing some people send a letter and then they maybe don't check their email for a while and they go back and they see there's a, a returned letter because the one that went to the old Captain Howdy address never got through so this person tina from east hampton was kind enough to uh she actually wrote on the 10th and so she resent the letter and i thought that something she mentioned was pretty cool i would have liked to have seen it myself she said the d-day was awesome she was there she said i do not need to tell you yes actually you do tina when I was driving into Six Flags, the sight of all those D Euro stickers on the cars in the parking lot put a big smile on my face. Almost every car in the parking lot had one. Represent people, yeah. I would have liked to have seen that. Especially early in the morning, you have to know that the first, you know, couple of thousand vehicles that were there probably were just lousy with D Euro stickers. That's where they all are. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, those were our peeps representing, coming down for the show, you know, joining us at the end of the party, taking advantage of the special coupon we had, downloadable. So that I would have loved to get a picture of that. If they, I don't know if you really could capture that, actually, but that must have been pretty cool to walk down the row and know you were amongst friends. You were definitely amongst friends. So thanks for the heads up. I didn't even think about that, Tina. And we've got tons of new locations, you know, Euro locations out there. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to uh, I'll read them for you a little later. Have we scheduled this read, Nicholas? Yes, we have. So later Good. on in the show. Good, because we have a lot of new Euro locations. We actually, the reason I went quiet on it for a while is we kind of ran out. But now we got more, and they're all stocked up, and we've added, it looks like, another 20 locations throughout Connecticut, Massachusetts, and even on Long Island. And I'm not, I'm not reading the list now, but I will tell you, go to Radio104.com, click on the D-Euro icon, see if there's a new location in a town near you, and, as Tina says, represent. Represent, okay? All right. Time for the recap from yesterday's program. Recap first and followed by the uh, traffic, right, Nicholas? Yes. Does that make sense? Good. Okay. Here we go. It is entitled, That's a Cow Wrapped Around Her Crotch. <laughs> it happened yesterday on D-Snyder Radio. Check it out. This is Radio 104. A 101-year-old man has set a new world record for running the 1,500 meters. Les Army won the 100-year-and-over category... At the, world, at the World Veterans Games in Australia. He completed the race in 19 minutes, 59 seconds. Just shy of 20 minutes it took him. Wait a minute. Wait to a run minute. 1,500 meters. How far is that? Uh, it's almost a mile, sort of, you know, short of a mile. 1,500 meters. A meter is a little over three feet. Right. Yeah, okay, so it's, it's almost a mile. Right. Okay. T 20 minutes. 20 minute mile. That guy's over 100. <laughs> I mean, he's 101. The fact that he could even walk that far is pretty darned amazing. Oh, he kicked that dwarf's ass, that's for sure. Now, the fact that he set the world record in his age category may be tempered by the fact that no one his age had ever run the race before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but that shouldn't okay. take away from Les Army's accomplishment. As the only competitor in his age group, he also took home the gold medal. You know what? You gotta love that guy. That's what it's all about right there. I mean, not just not giving up. You do can it. do it! He did, say, yeah. he did say, quote, I would have been pleased if the doctor had pulled me off in the second lap. <laughs> I think I perhaps went out a little too hard at the beginning. But after that second lap, I was all right and could have gone even farther. Story. Oh, this just in that guy who won the gold, he died this morning. Oh, stop it. Sad, sad follow up. I'll probably outlive some of you guys. <laughs> I think I'd like to see you run 1500 meters in 20 minutes. Not 20, happening. 20 minutes? I could do that. Come on. You kick that old guy's ass. He's 101. I should hope that you could kick his ass at 27. <laughs> Well, in Norway, burglars robbed a sex shop, but took only double XL sizes of kinky underwear and...
and toys. That's a huge bitch. Oh, dark side. They did not even open the cash drawer at the store. Instead, they broke through the door and emptied all of the double XL shelves and <sighs> left everything else untouched. Dark side, can I get a vomit set, please? <laughs> Where are you with the damn vomit button when you need one? <laughs> I was... I was imagining this, you know. I was, I'm not going to say imagining, but I've thought about that because, you know, in these Victoria's Secret catalogs, in these Fredericks of Hollywood catalogs, in these shops where you see the naughty nighties and all that mm -hmm. stuff, you know that the majority of people wearing them aren't quite like the models. No. You know, or or the or the mannequins. Well, I mean, the models aren't even like the models. They're airbrushed. Yeah. Nobody is yeah. like that. Speak for yourself, Lockwood. Uh, I'm doing quite okay. Uh, but I, I but I was walking past a shop and it had some really risque clothing in there. And I said, it was something with chains and a little bit of leather in the crotch area. And I'm going, oh, you know, the people walking to the shop going, oh, honey, let's get one of those for you. And it's just not working the same way it was working on that damn mannequin, that's for sure. Double X size. You know what the truth is? They shouldn't even make them that big. <laughs> Why? What? Don't don't you think that a woman who's a double XL should be allowed to wear a negligee? No. Oh, I love your suits. You <laughs> must no. be a bitch getting a size 68 extra fat. You're right. In fairness, as long as it's not in public. You know, as long as it's personal. There are, there are people who like that, Nick. Chubby chasers, they call them. They like a big, full-bodied woman. Yeah, I know, but you don't want any... I, I would say not allow them to be sold because you know what happens? People like that end up taping themselves and then those uh, tapes videos, get around. Videos. videos and that's just bad news. Well, you know what, though? That this, is, this is a problem as well. I think I'm going to say... No, they shouldn't, but I'm with, with an asterisk. Okay, Beth, with an asterisk. Because those particular outfits we're seeing on those skimpy Fredericks of Hollywood models or on those little tiny mannequins are designed on those body shapes. My wife, you know, went to FIT, Fashion Institute of Technology, and the model figures she would draw, these outfits were designed to be flattering on those bodies. They should have people designing outfits. Well, I know some people would say Coleman already is, but uh, but they should have people designing outfits for the bigger body types that would be flattering to those body types. <laughs> That's a huge bitch. Well, I'll say you know what I mean? I'll say two things. One is that women of all sizes should be able to wear whatever the heck they want to wear. That's an attention get. In the privacy of their own homes or wherever it's legal. Uh. Secondly... The average American woman, I think, is a size 12. Oh. So if larger women weren't wearing these outfits, there wouldn't be any Victoria's Secrets because there aren't enough people who look like those models to keep them in business. But don't you think that they should design outfits that are designed to be flattering for the size 12 and not hey, ones that are designed to be flattering on a size 1 or 2? I have never seen a larger woman in an negligee. 
but I um, <laughs> imagine that people pick out things in which they feel comfortable and the, they think sexy. looks nice when they wear it. My sexy hmm. boy dad. Well, I know this has been a long time dream that Sean's had of opening <laughs> a, a plus size sex shop. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think you're onto something, man. I think you should go for that dream. Think about it every day. Sean, you've got to have a magazine that has some kind of pictorial. No, not fat chicks. Oh my sure. God, are you kidding me? You guys are you're so... You, you, you know, <laughs> you all live in a fantasy world. Even you, Snyder. Oh, no, you've on. met my girlfriend. I mean, she's she's beautiful. She's 5'9", 120 pounds. Stays away from you. <laughs> You're really your girlfriend. Now. This is 20, oh Let's my be God. honest. <laughs> yes, yeah, she is. And D-beard, right? When you, well, I don't know. Oh, but yeah. When you guys walk down the street, you, you feel like you're 10. It's <laughs> 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 like a one and a zero down the street. Okay, we're back. You know, I, I just... <clears throat> I was thinking about my comments during this part. And I, and I hope that, well, actually, uh, this was played, obviously, later in the show. But the, the, the focus of that, the focus of my comments, is a very good point. That someone should be designing clothing that's appropriate for larger people. These negligees and things. Things that are flattering to them. I'm sure that they make things that, that are flattering to all sizes. Well, and I think you it's up to people who purchase the items to select what they think is flattering. It shouldn't you be think they need to use what you a think little, is flattering. You, should, you think they should use be a little sensible and say, okay, Stephanie Seymour looks fine in that, you know, that gold thong. It's probably not going to work on me. Well, you know, if the guy who's going to see her in the thong thinks it looks good, then she more power to Yes. Hmm. Okay. You say great, as in large? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I, I just think, I think that it's unfair that designs are always designed to be flattering on these incredibly unnaturally thin, well, I shouldn't say unnaturally, but in all cases... But they're definitely not this. The average person isn't that thin. And it seems like they, and, and when you're designing something, if you were designing something that was, let me just say, you know, was uh, two feet across as opposed to something that was four feet across, and something that's narrow all the way down or something that's round, I think if you were designing something that was a flatter, to, to, to cover it that was flattering, you would make a very different design for the the round one as opposed to the narrow one. Don't you think? Yeah, I, think I can't see how one design would flatter in all such, in all circumstances. Different styles are flattering on different bodies, which is exactly. somewhat of a backpedal of what you said yesterday that there should be a law against it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I said both. I said there should be a law against it, but I said at the same time, it's they're not designed for these other these people with different body types and it's not like you see a variety of items in the catalog that are covering all bases it is time for outfits to be designed for everybody so something as flattering on a Nick Lentino as it is on a Sean <laughs> <laughs> do you think Nick and Sean can wear the same clothes 
Uh, yeah, pretty much. Sean's not as big as he was anymore. Oh, come on. He is so roly-poly. I mean, the kid has to wear t-shirts down to his knees to kind of mask his big, fat stomach. They can't. The point is they can't wear the same clothes and be equally as, look equally as good in the same clothing. Yeah, I don't could think Could Nick pull off the silver lime suit? No. And hmm. could Sean pull off Nick's outfit today, which is the raspberry and white gingham check shirt? Probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nick's not pulling it off either because no. the size of it. <laughs> Someone named Nicole but, might, but Nick's not. But if Nick was wearing something more normal, right. would it be fair? <laughs> it's not normal. Would it be fair? Shirt. Well, because you're kind of fit, you know, I don't know what you want to say, but the WB, you know, I don't know. You're just that thin, you're thin. You're cute. You got all those things <laughs> going on. on. And if we wanted to dress you up like Ooh, one of those people cook. on one of those shows, you could pull it off. Ooh, puppy Sean cook. doesn't have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to go into, you know, into the Dawson's Creek clothing store, you could put on one of those outfits to look good. Doc, say Dave. <laughs> over <No>. the top. <laughs> yeah. Hello, okay. So I mean, that's the. I mean, that, that point holds true with everything. There needs to be designs. Frenchie from Bristol had a friend who ran a plus-size shop. What kind of plus-sizes? Um, well, it went up to size 3XD. Um, she, used to have a, she used to have a lingerie store. It's long since gone. It was in the Bristol Mall. And it catered to women of all sizes, really. And, I mean, it went up to 3X. And I saw women, you know, wearing 3X um, size lingerie because we used to do fashion shows. I don't even know what oh. that is, 3X. Well, basically, Beth, I mean, it goes from, like, you got your small, medium, and large, okay? That's a huge bitch! Small, medium, large tend to be a little on the small side because a lot of this stuff was made in, like, Latin American and oh. Asian countries where women tend to be smaller than your average Western woman to begin with. But then you had 1X, 2X, and 3X. I gotcha. You know, and, and it was made for women with fuller breasts, with fuller bodies, and they look damn good, too. Hmm. A friend of mine used to, uh, she was a, a 3X, and she used to model along with the rest of us in this, you know, in the little fashion shows and stuff that we did, and she looked really good. Well, actually, one of our listeners, Mrs. Mrs. Grizzly Adams, wrote in to say that she's a tall woman and that tall women needed those extra large sizes just to fit their height. It wasn't even an issue of weight all the time. Like, what you're saying is they're cut small to begin with, right? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of the lines, a lot of the regular lines that they had were, were cut small to begin with because, like I said, they were made in, like, Latin America or Asia or someplace like that. Like me, I'm a medium-sized woman, but I took a large because these things were just cut so small. I swear to God, the small ones were designed for 12-year-olds. <laughs> I've seen those things. Well, the question I have is, were all, was it just like one, were there any styles designed specifically for bigger women at any point, or was it just one style and you pick a size that fits you? No, there were a number of different styles. I mean, some of them were the loose, flowy kind of things, and then some of them were tight-fitting. I mean, you think about your tight-fitting lace bustiers and teddies and things like that, and that's what they had. And they had Merry Widows that were just amazingly popular with the ladies. I mean, they were these beautiful red velvet Merry Widows or bustiers. And, What's a Merry you know, Widow? They were, What's they a Merry designed, Widow? They're designed to give you a waist and to push the cleavage up. Yeah. Yeah, whatever happened to this great place? Thank Miss Kitty from Gunsmoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. What happened to the shop? It's not open anymore. 
No, they they went out of business. Uh, this is going back 10, 12 years, D. Um, they okay. had a shop in the Bis- Bristol Mall, and then they had a shop in Torrington. And eventually, when the recession hit in the 90s, you know, people just weren't buying lingerie the way they used to. It was kind of one of those luxury items that fell by the wayside when money got tight. Yeah, I hear you now. Now it's called Sports Authority. Uh, <laughs> but, but it was Frenchy, called Bloomers t- and Drawers, and we had a great time selling lingerie for at least a few years there. <laughs> Frenchie, it's time to bring it back, Frenchie. Bring it back, for God's sakes. Well, the men in the state demand it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Frenchie, thanks for the call. All right. Okay, see, so yeah, see, some of those... Those long, flowy things are, are much more fun. Yeah, but so what if a woman wants to wear garter belt and a thong and a bustier bra and she's not Stephanie Seymour? She should be able to wear it. Okay, question. What if her partner Talk thinks about, that she looks me. dynamite? Are we talking about on the street or in the privacy room? Well, <laughs> Stephanie yeah. Seymour doesn't walk around in that on the street either. So Sad privacy room at home? But she Absolutely. could. Absolutely. I, that's not the point. Absolutely, she shouldn't have that's, to wear a flowy muumuu just because you think she looks better but in it. I'm trying to represent here. I'm trying to be fair, and I'm trying to say: I, Is there any large woman? Am I, am I total? Maybe I'm wrong. It's lingerie. The whole idea is that it's somewhat revealing. You don't go in because it's a coverall. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Maybe I'm just thinking for me. I'd, I'd want a jumpsuit. Okay, but. I just, <laughs> I'd want a body bag with a head hole. That's that's what I'd want. That's really okay. sensitive of you, D. That's what Dark Side wears. <laughs> I said for me. I was talking about for me, Beth Lockwood. Gee, boy, you were very touchy today. I know. Okay. I, I don't know. I feel like I have to defend people here. You guys are, your standards are just too high. What, well, there are, st- I mean, there are certain stores that sell certain kind of clothes for petite or smaller women of very popular stores like let's say express and those those pictures that they have in front of the store with the models should be a warning sign for the larger women <laughs> don't come in here you know what i mean because the clothes don't aren't gonna f- <laughs> this is, i don't like this where i'm walking too closely to nick today. i know <laughs> you, you're in a you're in such a dream world you knew when you walk through the mall how many women look like that person on the poster <sighs> They're, well, I, I mean, they might not be as attractive, but they might have the same body type. Not I mean, many. if you're if you're overweight, there's a store for you. Head down to Lane Bryant. I mean, you know, <laughs> they, they have clothes at fifty. I don't know five. what is Lane Bryant. It's I a plus size women's store. Okay, Kelly from Manchester is on the phone. She says she's a size fourteen. She agrees with me. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I, I'm talking and Beth's looking at me like I've got horns. I don't think I'm being completely. I'm not completely misguided here, right? I mean, clothes should be designed for the body type, shouldn't they? They should be. And and I was, two years ago, I was a size four. And I got married, and I've just put on a lot of weight. I'm bigger than I've ever been. And I enjoy wearing lingerie. My husband enjoys seeing me in lingerie. And we get Fredericks, and I look through it, and everything is, you know, stuff that I would have worn two years ago that I, you know, would be embarrassed to put on now. Because I know that I'm not going to look like that in the magazine. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying those are trying to beat up heavy women. I really wasn't, Beth. I was saying that why aren't things being designed for body types? And I was trying to use Nick and Sean as an example that Nick and Sean can't wear the same clothes and look equally good in them because they're different body types. It's as simple as that. Exactly. Now, they so, must have you. at Victoria's Secrets, though, Thank lingerie you, Kelly, that is 
different than the little skimpy stuff. I'm sure they have it out there. Do you? You have to nowadays because, like I said yesterday, the average woman is a twelve or fourteen. You you can't just cater to smaller sizes and stay in business. You can't. Well, it's not in Victoria's Secrets. Uh, that's for sure. I mean, because I you know occasionally peruse the catalog when it comes through. <laughs> Sometimes you have to. Okay, we're taking a break. We're coming back. No, I don't do that. <laughs> Just, I don't do that. Uh, okay, we're taking a break. We'll come back. Yesterday, we discussed my hemorrhoids. Past tense, 25 years ago, people, okay? This is uh, an old story that not, I had told before. For some reason, my cohorts, other than Beth, did not remember it or chose not to remember it, or maybe it blacked it out of their minds. <laughs> they didn't want to remember it. Anyway, a lot of reaction to that. We have to address that. And Nick, according to my schedule, we also have to get to our weekends. Yes, we do. Okay, good. So uh, we got that on the way. And WWF Invasion Prize Pack to give away. More information about that when we get back with more D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I'm sewing your mouth shut. D. Snyder Radio. Oh, what better way to celebrate? On Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Listen to it only when you can safely ignore the outside world completely. Okay, thank you. Radio 104. Thursday, we got a D-Sider Radio family feud coming. Do me a favor. Head on over to Radio104.com when you're online and uh, answer this week's Peeps poll. So we have a nice, solid sampling for the answers to the questions, obviously, for the game on Thursday. All right? Don't mean nothing. Just go over there. It takes a few minutes to answer the questions, and it's a bit of fun as well. Now, let me tell you about this WWF invasion thing that's happening. I've got the information here somewhere. We've got so many different things we're giving away, but that's all right. We are the givers. Nah, it's not 104 Fest. There it is. See, on uh, Sunday, July 22nd, you can watch WWF's invasion on AT&T Cox and Demand pay-per-view for only $29.95. And... Uh, Along with that, you know, WWF always likes to have nice little giveaways and tchotchkes and things like that. So we've got these Invasion prize packs, which include an Invasion t-shirt, Invasion flag, and water bottle. All right? And what we're doing each day this week is we are playing a sound clip from a previous D. Snyder Radio interview with a WWF superstar in the first person. To call 860-666-4444 and correctly identify who that WWF superstar is will not only win the prize pack, but they will qualify for the grand prize, which is a year's supply of WWF pay-per-view events on AT&T, Cox, and Demand pay-per-view, uh, but also a collector's edition WWF invasion chair. Now, picture, if you will, sitting in your WWF Invasion chair in your family room, living room, rompus room, apartment, watching a year's supply of free events. How good are you going to feel sitting awesome. in that chair? Awesome. 
Seriously. Nick's dying because he needs furnishings for his <laughs> next apartment. <laughs> yeah. And, like, how cool would it be to have a WWF chair to sit in? Yeah. People awesome. come over and they go, dude, is that a WWF invasion chair? Yes, it is, my friend. Say right Yes, on. it is. <laughs> so, uh, right now, we're going to play the soundbite for you. I've got it right here. I got it, Dark Side. All right? Identify this WWF superstar. Call 860-666-4444. Tell us who it is. The first person to correctly identify wins the prize pack and qualifies for the grand prize drawing this Friday. Did you hear about Stephanie McMahon and I? No. No, never. <laughs> well, like a year <laughs> He's like completely out of the loop. Doesn't know who you are. Hasn't heard about the relationship. Can you turn the whole interview around to yourself? <laughs> Only D's supposed to do that. Enough about me. About. Let's talk about me. Ago, <laughs> I talked to Stephanie McMahon. I interviewed her, huh? and uh, she was totally into me. Well, you sound like a sexy guy. What can you say? I am a sexy guy. Wow, that's a tough one. Mm -hmm. Yesterday's was a, it was a gimme, you know. I mean, that was like a, a so dead easy. The who? It's the Canadian Crippler. Okay, so you know his nickname, but now who is that? Okay, I'm sure one of you out there is going to get it for sure because you people are hardcore. All right, call now, and uh, that's all we got. All right. Yesterday. Something came up in the news. I remember what it was. Story of a man who had to have a toothbrush removed from his <laughs> ass because he was attempting to scratch his hemorrhoid. Right. In passing, I mentioned, oh, wow, it reminds me of when I had my hemorrhoid. By the way, Bob from Cheshire won the WWF Invasion Prize Pack, qualifies for the grand prize drawing, and the answer was The Edge. That was The Edge talking to Nick. Okay, good job, Bob. So, and I say, oh, man, that reminds me of when I had my hemorrhoid, and, and, and I see blank stares on Dark Side and Nick's faces, and I'm like, I didn't tell you, you don't remember this story? And they're like, no. And I'm like, dude, I told this already. And it was a while ago they had told it, and, and Beth was like, yeah, Dee, told us all about it. So I wound up retelling it. Because I said, well, it was, you know, it was probably a year and a half ago. That we were a year ago, so new listeners and fresh take, and you know, okay, I'll read again. So now the email comes pouring in. Okay, here, this is great. Uh, D, I was listening to your show this morning only to find myself entrenched in a radio deja vu. The topic of concern was less than pleasant roids. <laughs> Nick, death, de death, Nick, Beth, and Darkside acted as if they had never even been there last week when you spun your woeful tale of hemorrhoid from hell. Now, I'm sitting here going, last week, boy, this guy's on drugs, because that had to be easy a year ago. So, I continue. Were they not there? Did they have suppositories lodged in their ears? Beth, by the way, uh, Mike C. from Brantford, Beth said right from the get-go, she remembered me yeah. talking about it. Okay. How could they not remember a story like yours where you graphically described how the doctor taped each ass cheek to a wall and lanced your ass? I think that you guys should brew some stronger coffee or something in the morning or seriously ask yourself if your coworkers really listen to you at all. Like, <laughs> see? That's a good point. I listen occasionally, Dee. Then the prophet. 
writes in. Subject, anal floss and hemorrhoid brushes. Dee, thank you for the lovely rendition of your hemorrhoid story for the second time. And uh, he adds a P.S. Hey, maybe for the senior games, you guys could have some 104 t-shirts made up with the slogan, rock out with your roid out. <laughs> <laughs> for the senior games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the back. <laughs> okay, that's all right. So, um, continue on. Mrs. Grizzly Adams right. I heard you retell the hemorrhoid story. Are Darkseid and Nick that fried that they don't even remember replaying the story over your vacation a few weeks ago? Hmm. Which means you guys had to go back, pick it up, and decide to play it. Well... So not only did I tell it a year ago, but apparently I told it during our vacation again. You talk about nothing but your hemorrhoids. <laughs> you it's dumb like, bastard. No, you dumb bastard. Dumb I didn't put it together. Well, Wait, who put it together, you two a-holes? It was all Nick. In my defense, <laughs> in my defense, your honor. Uh, there was about, uh, there was... Over 80 different pieces that we played during the week of best of, which was a little over a week of best of. So going through that material, I might have just, you know, said, ooh, D, hemorrhoid, put it in there, best of, you know, uh, and looked at the It was title. titled hemorrhoid? <laughs> it might have been. I mean, but that was after D-Day. There was a lot of stuff going on. I had to pre prepare for a full <laughs> week of best of. So you're going to me nervous. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that might have, uh, I mean, it, we do have a very uh, uh, surefire system here, and I don't know how that fell through the cracks. Oh, yeah, it's but, tough um, to imagine. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Grizzly Adams continues with a P.S. I guess it's time to lay off the booze, boys. Yeah. D, come on, you know, not too many things slip around the cracks here. You know, we run a really tight ship, and I don't know how that happens. But, uh, it's like the grand. Canyon thing slipped through the cracks. Yeah. I just I, I enjoyed or the in. story. I enjoyed the story. You know, you could keep telling it again and again. You can never hear enough and, of that one. Yeah. And I have, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh and we'll continuing on, except these are not in my uh, not deja vu emails. Uh Bud from Tolland says D for all the peeps. And DSR crew who've never had a hemorrhoid, I'd just like to say you have no idea what you're missing. <laughs> as for the pain, I can only describe it as this. So here's a brother in suffering right here. Imagine defecating a bratwurst. Now imagine that bratwurst is made of gravel and fish hooks. <sighs> the pain is so bad, you'll go to the proctologist willingly. Right on, Bud from Tolland. No, it's more like the O-ring scenario right there. It's, uh, you wish it would come out that easy. Um, okay, uh, subject, hemorrhoid hash browns. Klepto uh, <laughs> Kyle says, thanks for absolutely ruining my breakfast yesterday with the story of your hemorrhoid. Seriously, hemorrhoids are the last thing I want to think about before I go to work. If Reverend Dave was still at WMRQ, he'd say... This is Reverend Dave, and it's Hemorrhoid Monday, Radio One Four. Yeah, he would probably turn it into a uh, a promotion for sure. Uh, here's one that says, "Just a quick reaction on Monday's Hemorrhoid fiasco. Next time a hemorrhoid appears on D's ass, have Doc B lance it, bottle the juice, and pay Nick a hundred bucks to drink it. That would be classic. Sparkfest from Cheshire." 
Yeah, I can't wait for that. That might be the most disgusting thing we've ever had on this show. <laughs> no, it's pretty disgusting. Uh. But I toned, I toned it down. Uh. <laughs> um, and uh, this last letter, actually, that I will, will read here is of interest. It says, um, subject, wow. Okay. I was tuned in yesterday and heard you talking about your roids, which flared up in your early 20s. Roid, singular, was one, okay? Okay. Um, get real. When you went into that bit about taking one painkiller and having to call the doctor to see if it was all right to take another, please. I've heard you quite a few times alluding to the fact that you never did drugs, but it sounds more like someone who did and wants to come off as someone who didn't. I say that because someone who didn't doesn't make such an effort to prove they didn't. And your wife, she was freaking out because she thought you'd OD? Please. She had to be on drugs to end up with you at that time. Or at least she couldn't have been the type that would freak out if you took two Percocets. Don't be so worried about your past. How many of your listeners do you think believe that nonsense anyway? <laughs> 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 Clearly, not everybody. <laughs> you know, I've dealt with this my whole life, Beth, I mean, people think that I was high and, and I'm a big drug taker or was at least was a big drug taker and a big partier because there's no way the basic basic thought process is look at them. You couldn't do that and be straight. No straight person could get on stage, dress the way he dressed, act the way he acted, say and do the things he did. Tootheed, doper, nose candy, coke. And and I've and I'm still dealing with it. So now I'm because now this guy's got to figure out or girl I don't know because they didn't sign their name. They got to figure it out that because I'm insisting on it so much, then I must be lying or trying to pretend I'm something I'm not. You know what? I don't care. I'm not trying to prove. I'm, tell, I'm telling the true story, and I'm getting outed for being a liar, <laughs> which I'm not. So think what you will, people. Like you're going to tell a story will. like that to try to cover up the fact that you took drugs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my wife was like, oh, I'm afraid you're going to OD. <laughs> she was 16. She was afraid I was going to OD. Um, but, any, you know, so she, the, the actual the person says you should put a shout out and see how many people actually think that you were clean and sober in a day. Uh, I'm not going to because I know a lot of them don't. So you know, I guess I think I just want people who wants to cover up my 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 uh, horrible or dark days of rock and roll. But whatever. Do whatever. Okay. I guess we'll do is have some traffic, and we'll start doing some weekends here. We we never got a chance to talk about our weekends yesterday, and we'll take a break. We'll come back and do more of them. But right now, you need a traffic update, people. Psycho, what's going on? This traffic report is brought to you by Amica Insurance, Auto, Home, Life, and Integrity. Traveling on 84 East, just a little bit slow near Capitol Ave. 84 West, some slow traffic coming over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South, slow going from exit 34 into downtown. 91 North looks good. Route 2, a little bit slow approaching the flyover. 91 South into New Haven is completely delay-free. 95 South, however, is slow from exit 51 all the way up to the Q Bridge. Route 8 in Waterbury is delay-free. <laughs> At 718, I'm Psycho down this modern record report on Radio 104. Touching, yeah. Yeah, sing it, Beth. She sings really good <laughs> with Steve Perry. You do. You do. He's my muse. Is your muse? 
<laughs> You're like a different woman when you start singing with Steve. I wasn't even a big Journey fan. I know. You should try. You should go. Next time you go to one of those karaoke's, yeah. try breaking out. You'll blow them away. <laughs> Break out love and touch and squeezing. <laughs> the, you'll bring the house down. All right. Because you even get a little sexy going, nah. you start sliding it a little bit. Get, yeah. <laughs> His little shoulders going. Yeah. Oh, Okay, you got to figure out the right song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not that high. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. I know when I got to take a break on this next, so don't worry about it. Weekends, people, they come and go, and we like to fill in the blanks for you because you see us every day, and we tell you what's going on. And uh, this weekend for myself. First of all, it was just amazing weather-wise, mm -hmm. you know, so it was really great. And, and we had the opportunity to do some stuff that, uh, you know, that we haven't had a chance to do because we've been kind of crazy with construction and stuff going on in our house and all kinds of things. So uh, actually on, on uh, Saturday, it was Saturday, we went up going to the New York Aquarium. I told you about that mm -hmm. yesterday. My buddy, he's the curator. And he, you know, of a large part, the sharks he's in charge of. He's also in charge of, like, the sea lions and seals and otters and all those fish, the cliff dwellers. So, And he gets us, like, in the back, you know, behind the scenes and stuff with the kids, which is really cool. And his, his wife is in charge of the dolphins and beluga whales mm. and all those things. So she gets us in the other side. So we, you know, we had this... We got a chance, like, they brought a seal out of the cage, and the seal, like, kissed all the kids. We took pictures. You know, it's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. And they do little shows for you and stuff. And my kids got to feed this massive, I guess they're walruses, you know, sea lion. The big, what's the big fat ones? Wow. Like walrus. Walrus or sea lion. Yeah. Both kind of yeah it was either one of those. And, uh, you know, got to feed them fish and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. So we did that, and then we headed, New York Aquarium is right next to Coney Island. It's, I mean, have you guys ever been down that way? No, I've never been to Coney Island. In your travels? Mm -mm. You've heard of Coney Island, sure, though, right? Sure, of course. It's legendary. And, I, you know, Coney Island, well, it's not the best neighborhood. New York Aquarium's not the best neighborhood in the world. But, I mean, you know, it's definitely, well, I guess it depends who you are. It's definitely uh, tolerable. I mean, I didn't have any problems there with my family. And we went there and we got to go on, we just went on two classic rides. We went on the Cyclone which is a legendary roller coaster. And I don't go on a lot of roller coasters, but I like the wooden ones. And Suzette and the kids will go on everything, and they were still saying, damn, that thing is wicked. I won't say, well, what's so wicked about it? Because you go on, they go on these crazy, you know, shot out of a cannon roller coasters at Universal Studios. So how can that be wicked? The thing was built in like 1892. They said it because it's so rickety, and you, know, you just have the lap bar in there, and it really throws you around really got a lot of severe drops and stuff so but i'd never gone on that so we all went on the cyclone and went on the uh the, the legendary wonder wheel which is the world's biggest uh it, it's a ferris wheel but it's massive you've seen pictures of it really huge it's got something really cool too because the cars some of those cars you sit in actually are on tracks so when you get to certain points in the ride they slide and they start rolling through the wonder wheel it's oh, really yeah. cool i don't like the ferris wheel i can't i can't do the ferris wheel Oh, then you're going to hate the Wonder Wheel. Mm -mm. How can you not do the Ferris wheel? 
not that I am afraid of heights. I just don't. I don't know. I don't like it. I'll go on any roller coaster or scary type ride, but the Ferris wheel, I don't like. Oh, by the, yeah, we did. By the way, we saw the Dolphin Show, and uh, they let one of my kids, Shane, go down and like be part of the show. There's this thing where they bring him out and he gets to pet him, and you know they're a big audience because they have him performing and what have you. And then he gets to to can, you know, tell him to do certain tricks, roll over and spin around. And then they splash them. I mean, they, 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 it's part of the show. They drench you. They let you know you're going to get drenched. And I asked after the show, did they, did they look straight or what? And he said, couldn't tell. It could have been either way. Possibly bisexual. <laughs> this is, of course, about that story we did last week, I guess, that there's speculation that dolphins engage in homosexual activities. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you did your exactly. own research over the weekend. Oh, you hear this sound? They were making the dolphins do different sounds. It's in the, here's all the sounds dolphins could do, and they were doing all that kinds of squeals and stuff. What was it last sound you just played? Not the gurgling. <laughs> when they start making that sound, Cheyenne exclaims, Hey, the dolphin farted. <laughs> <laughs> Four-year-old girls. <laughs> Dolphin fart. Everybody broke up. Uh, and then on, on, on Sunday, we headed over to the beach, and I did some... Uh, I'm not a fisherman at all, but Cody, you know, likes to fool around kind of fish. So, you know, we got rod and reel, went to the bay. He didn't catch anything. I think his friend caught a piece of styrofoam <laughs> and a lot of seaweed. Uh, and Long I, Island sound. Yeah, and I spent my entire... The entire time untangling fishing lines. Oh. You know, that was a, that was, oh, God, it's a nightmare. <laughs> a freaking nightmare. But I got a question for you as far as that goes. All right. We're at the beach, okay? And I'm there, and I'm wearing, you know, sneakers. I've got cut-off shorts on. I've got a, a, a tank top and a baseball cap, all right? I think my hair is pulled back. Okay? Uh, just giving you the, the scenario. So... At one point, I'm, I had to go back to the car, and uh, and I'm walking from the car, and I'm walking along the highway, and I'm in, mind you, I'm trying to give you the scenario, because I think this, this pertains. So i got to be from the road edge, 50 feet from the road edge, and I'm walking along, because it's a path that goes down to where the kids are fishing, they're fishing down by the bridge. The drawbridge is up, cars are stopped by the drawbridge, I'm walking along there, and all of a sudden I see a guy, looks at the window and goes... Hey, it's D. Snyder. D, how you doing? Here's a question. If you saw you were riding along the road and you looked out the window by the beach and you saw a guy that looked like Steven Tyler wearing a pair of shorts, sneakers, and a baseball hat by himself walking along the roadway, maybe I think I was carrying uh, you know, a fishing rod, would you say, hey, that's Steven Tyler? Or would you say, wow, that guy looks like Steven Tyler? Would you just assume that Steven Tyler was walking along the roadway? <laughs> Does that seem odd? Uh, well, people know that you live down there, so it's That's the not only thing that I could figure. out of the I mean, I suppose if I were walking in Boston and I saw a guy that I thought looked like Steven Tyler, I might say, hey, it's Steven Tyler. But not, I wouldn't do that in Hartford, but I know that they're from Boston. Okay, that, that's the only thing I could figure. I'm saying, I mean, at best, I would, if I saw somebody, I would say, God, look, this guy looks just like that, you know, so-and-so. I sort I of did assume. that this weekend when I, we were, Glenn and I were in West Hartford and... Uh, <laughs> Art Horn from Channel 30 
walked by, so I said, oh my God, look, it's our horn. <laughs> but I did it kind of like a goof, you know, because <laughs> he's the local TV meteorologist, but Glenn's pretty sure he heard me. <laughs> was it him? Yeah. It had to be him. Well, there's no mistaking well, our horn. No. I mean, well, that's the only thing I could figure. The only thing I could figure is that people know I'm from Long Island, yeah. or they know I'm in Connecticut, so... They see somebody that looks like me sure. and figure, well, he lives around here. It's, it's probably him, you know. Or Sarah Jessica Parker, but they took a shot 50-50. <laughs> they figured they'd risk it. Yeah, but does, exactly. that, does that annoy you, though, just to be walking with your kid on the beach and have some idiot just be like, hey, there's G. Snyder. Nah, I've kind of adjusted to that, right? I just wave and say everybody's pretty cool all the time, you know. It's just, it just struck me as odd that I wouldn't blurt out Hey, there's Bette Midler with a fishing pole. You know <laughs> you what I might, mean? You might, because you would, because it happens before you even think about it. Like, I wasn't planning on saying, hey, it's our horn, but you want people to notice, so you, you do. Well, I, well I, it just it, it just seemed odd, you know, because I, mean, I people come up to me all the time, which is great, you know, and a lot of them are listeners on Long Island. It's really, I like it when they're listeners to the show because, you know, we don't have a, long, a lot of Long Island listeners. It's nice to know I'm reaching down that way a bit, you know, and they come up and but I was walking through a parking lot and the car just stops. And again, you, yeah, but yes, are you D? You know, they, they saw me there. I said, yeah, how you doing, man? But just, I just, to assume driving down the highway that that's some guy who essentially looks like a bum walking down the highway is, uh, you know, is somebody that you've heard on a record or on the radio or something. I don't see Don, but you're right. You're right. It's probably just that they know him from Long Island. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's take a break. Come back. Beth, uh, she had some. I'm looking at this list here of things people did, and I see went to cemetery for fun. Don't say anything. By the way, Nick. Uh, you spelled cemetery right. Very good. Uh, I told Sean how to spell it. Oh, okay. Never tarry in a cemetery. Or E. Uh, That's how I remember cemetery. Oh, is that how you remember? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All East. And, uh, mm. and, and Dark Side. I've been dying to hear about Dark Side helping Nick move. Me too. As well. And then there was a Rockets game on Friday. You threw out the first pitch. I didn't hear any of this stuff. So I'll take a break. Come back. Get a little more into our weekends. Share with you people. It's D Snyder Radio. It is Radio 104. Snyder. Can I just say that you rule the earth? But you can call me D. D. Snyder Radio. One. I can't sell this, man. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. What is there to talk about? Oh, let's go. Oh, we're not gonna take it. Starting to sound like somebody we know. On Radio 104. Hopefully tomorrow we'll have a brand new on the road with Mudbone. <laughs> Better. Look at the schedule. It's a little light. Uh, hey, check this out, all right? Now through September 3rd, you can register to win my Sea-Doo. My personal Sea-Doo watercraft. It is awesome. That's all I can tell you. It's a 2001 GS two-seater worth seven grand. Comes with a trailer. Choice. That's right. It is. And there's three locations. All you got to do is go into Humphreys East in New Haven, or Humphreys West in Westbrook, or Land and Sea Marine in Waterbury. See the owners, Bob or Phil, and uh, register. Drop it in a little box. And on on September 6th of this year. We're going to uh, pick a name, and that person will win D. Snyder's Sea-Doo. It's as simple as that. So be sure to register. 
register multiple times. Stop in, you know, every time you pass by Humphreys or Land and Sea Marine. Stop in, drop your name in there again. What the hell? Don't mean nothing. Uh, this thing is great, and trust me, it is not abused. My daughter won't let me open it up for nothing. <laughs> I'm not going on that thing anymore. But it, it's awesome, really. Beth, what do you got there? Well, right now, this contest is for everybody who likes Everclear and who likes brand new cars. Here's how this works. Every hour, all day today, we have a pair of tickets and meet and greet passes to the Everclear show happening tomorrow night at the Webster Theater. But that's not all. You get a complete Everclear CD catalog and an Everclear t-shirt, but that's not all. You'll also be entered to win an autographed Everclear guitar and be entered to win in the national drawing for a brand new 2001 Honda Civic EX Coupe customized by the guys in Everclear. So if you're a caller, 10, right now at 666-4444, you'll win those tickets, meet and greet passes, the t-shirt and the CD catalog, and be qualified for those great Everclear prizes. Now that now. is so choice. Very. Right, Ferris? <laughs> All right, I got so some. Choice. There we go. Uh, okay, I just got some reaction before we get back into our weekends here. Uh, letter says, D, thank you for giving me yet one more reason to get the hell out of Waterbury. Live chickens. <laughs> Does this make us like the second worst city in Connecticut next to Bridgeport? That was a story you did from Eric from Waterbury. You did a story yesterday that they were trying to, they want to have a live chicken market or something? Right. That'll be nice. And then we were talking on the subject of uh, sexiest movie scenes. Mm -hmm. Cheryl Klein wrote a good one. And it's sexy, but there's no sex in it. Okay? Bull Durham mm -hmm. says, she's talking about the scene How can you? Uh, where uh, Kevin Costner tells Susan Sarandon what he believes in. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. You remember, you remember that? I remember. Too, I got to be honest, I got a little chill. Yeah, right? It was really hot. I mean, it was really like, a, like wow. I mean, I think uh, Susan Sarandon's uh, comment was, oh my. And then, he just, <laughs> and then he just leaves. Yeah, yeah. They didn't even do anything. That was, I, you know, sexy doesn't necessarily mean, you know, doggy style or something. Um, Jay in Hartford says, sexy scene, the dance scene from Roadhouse. I don't know that one. I think that's when they come down to the... Is that the one where they come down to the club and they're partying at the club? Uh, was some girls dancing on the table. Even? With Patrick, Sweet, Patrick Swayze. Oh, Swayze. Nick, you never saw Roadhouse? I've seen parts of it on TV, but I don't think I've sat down and watched the whole thing. Dark through. Side? No. Yeah, I've seen the whole... Yeah, it's a good movie. I just don't remember exactly Didn't do well in theaters. It's good on cable. All right, how about all... Of the outsiders. Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> Blank message here, by the way, Nick. Uh, okay, and then one last one here. Uh, we were talking. Uh, it was at that was that was all part of Ask D Snyder Radio from yesterday. And um, so uh, this letter comes from Clark's brother, Griswold, says, first of all, thanks for answering my Ask D. Snyder Radio questions. Secondly, I'm kind of intrigued by Nick's response to the question that was posed about plans for next year. 
Well, in your search to degrade yourself further, Nick, you know the peeps are always there to give you a hand or push or push in the right direction. Usually it's off a cliff into the pit of humiliation. So I've come to make an offering of suggestions for what, Nick, you could do to top shots fired, O-Doc B, and, of course, drinking your own urine. All right. There's a list of suggestions for the upcoming year. One... Eat your own excrement Come or on. any we excrement. We talked about this. That's not happening. That's so. To do uh, one of your shame of the cities in the buff. <laughs> uh, that's a possibility. Uh, three. Well, I'm going to grade three. And the third one is, and the final, this is, I think is the best one. Go for a gynecological exam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder how that would work. Well... <laughs> I'll she would be work. up pretty soon after you walked in the office. <laughs> Dress up like a chick, make the appointment, go in there, get on the table, put your legs in the stirrups. <laughs> and have the doctor sit down <laughs> and get an eyeful. <laughs> Houston, we got a problem. It's a man, baby. <laughs> Why won't this thing come off? Yeah, all right. It says, uh, all kidding aside, Nick, you really are doing an excellent job. You had a lot to the show, and I couldn't imagine D. Snyder Radio without you. Clark's brother, Griswold, all right? Lisa from Beacon Falls won the tickets, the backstage passes, the the CDs, the T-shirt, the chance to win the car and the guitar for Everclear. They're playing tomorrow night at the Webster Theater. You may want to check them out because they're excellent in concert, concert, and they've got a lot of big songs. Let's get a traffic update before we get back into our weekend. Psycho Dan? Alright. So, Beth, Mm -hmm. never tarry in a cemetery. What did you do this weekend? Well, I'll just tell you, first Friday I went for my first dress fitting, for my wedding dress fitting. That was fun. Yeah. Who went with you? My, uh, one of my bridesmaids, my friend Alice. Are you getting psyched? I mean, I was just thinking about the other day. It is getting close. I know, really close. Yeah, so uh, it was so fast. They don't have to do all that much, just a little and on the sides and that kind of thing. And uh, it was brief. And then Saturday, oh, I bought a new tennis racket, which is not exciting for other people. It was exciting for me because I've been playing with basically, I didn't know, this paddle. It was awful. And so I'm like a whole new player out there. So I went over to the racket coop in West Hartford, who's going to be a D-Euro distributor. So, gained that, and they were really nice, uh, Chris and Brenda, and got my racket. Glenn and I played for the first time, and he was surprisingly good, unfortunately. He's been playing? Well, he claims to have not ever really played, Uh, but he was good. I I did win, but it was close. You think he lied to you? I think he's hit the ball around. Here's Johnny! So he set you up. No, it's not like he was a hustler. I still won, but he was certainly wasn't bad. I mean, I felt like I've been taking lessons for two years, so he's going to come out here and beat me the first time out. He let you win. No, he didn't let me win. I did have to get used to my new racket, but once I did, I, I was good. Okay, you let him have it. Good. And then on Sunday, uh, well, we went, were downtown after we went to church. We went over and had lunch at the Wadsworth. And so we went across the street. And I can't believe I've never been to it, but the ancient burial ground right in downtown Hartford. Anybody? <laughs> uh, no, there's an ancient burial ground? Yeah. 
What, I mean, what kind? I mean, Indian? Well, I mean, no, it's Native American, I should say? Sort of, no, it's uh, basically the, all the early settlers of Hartford and their families dating back to 1600s. People are buried there and they have all those really cool old stones that say things like, uh, you know, here lies Joe and he died in his youth and vigor. And, I mean, just all those really funny sayings. Dee, you I should go. You would love it. I'd like to go there. Yeah. It's right next to the gold building. And what I think is kind of creepy, actually, is that in a very poltergeist-like way, that the cemetery used to be much larger, but now part of it is under certain buildings right there downtown. Cool. They buried it? I think so. Do they have any... Are there any, like... There must be stories going around about ghosts and creepy things. Because people... You know, because that creeps people out just to know that. Mm -hmm. And they start, I think, imagining things happening. Yeah. I'll bet there's all kinds of stories. That's right down here in Hartford? Yeah, right next to the gold building. How did you decide to go to a cemetery as your choice for the day? I actually will tell you, I kind of like cemeteries. I especially like old cemeteries where they used to take time to write messages on the stones. I mean, they, and they tell you how people died. It's so weird to walk through there. You know, here's Captain Jebediah Smith, who died of... I have a boat accident on the Connecticut River, and then here's Molly Smith, who died of smallpox. They don't do stuff yeah, they like used, that anymore. They don't bring do that, that anymore. They should bring that back. Good times. Good yeah, times. Yeah, definitely good. Was there one there that says, here lie the Hartford Whalers? <laughs> <laughs> there should be. <laughs> but you should How about go, Reverend I, Dave Hill? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I would suggest that you go, D. I think you would get a charge out of it. Uh, I would definitely check it out. Hey, that game, so uh, you, you guys played... And, and then you beat Glenn, so he had to buy you the watercress sandwich, right? Yeah, that was the deal. <laughs> See, I think we finally have found the spot, though, where you and Darkseid can bond. <laughs> the cemetery thing. I know. I got a really cool one for you in Burlington <laughs> to go check out. Oh, really? Oh, it's awesome. Old, You see old the look school. of approval you're getting from him? He's like, well, well, that's good huh? stuff, My dad. I think I never was afraid of him as a kid. My dad grew up working at a cemetery, digging graves and stuff. And nice. So oh, I, there's a surprise. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And my, you know, my uncle's still in the cemetery business, and so I think that I just sort of thought they were... I've seen The Exorcist about 167 <laughs> times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it! <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's dad sounding off there. I think that I just sort of thought they were neat as a kid, and still that's do. Cool. Hmm. Who is your dad? Beetlejuice? <laughs> we, used to, we used to go snowmobiling in the cemetery when I was a kid. Look, here's a chink in the armor, another piece of the pie right here. So just you say, how the hell did this woman wind up with me in this situation? There, it's just a little, everybody's got a little weirdness in the fam, and it's all coming from dad, <laughs> emanating from dad. I am so looking forward to meeting this guy at your wedding. This is going to be great. Nick's dad, met my dad. He's just, he's, he doesn't come off as freaky at all. I don't know if he wanted any part of me when I saw him. Well, but, uh, he thinks you're a little strange. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't yeah. buy what you're selling, Lentino. He's I gotta a little tell bit you. standoffish. But um, I don't know. He seemed like a nice guy. He I is a nice guy. But I, I, I think this makes a guy have this character. I think he's interesting. You know, it's not, he's not white bread. You know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. you're, you're so white bread, Beth. But then your dad comes in with this exorcist, Doug Graves, <laughs> took you for trips in the cemetery. And it's a little Adams family going on there, too. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. See, this is where it all comes together. All right. So, now, Nick and Darkseid, yeah, you both had weekends. And, and there's one part where you're 
weekends cross. I'd, I'd like to save that. So, uh, Dark Side, besides the help of Nick move, because that's where you both can duke it out, uh, uh, what what you doing over the weekend? Well, Friday night, um, I went to go see uh, Stevie Nicks at the Meadows. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew that was coming. No, but you did it for Michelle. Well, you know what it was? was she, she wasn't even... She's a huge Fleetwood Mac's fan. Uh, Fleetwood Mac fan. But she, she had no idea they were, she was coming to the Meadows, okay? And me in a drunken stupor over the vacation. I was like, hey, let's go see Stevie Nicks. You know, I was trying to be nice to her and all. And uh, she held me to it, so... I had to go do that on, on Friday night. And do you this is beautiful. See, she's a Fleetwood Mac fan. Darkside's a Big Mac fan. And this <laughs> is where they they meet. That's the crossover right there. <laughs> you should have seen some of the people there, though. Oh, my God. It was such a scene. Gravity has definitely not been nice to some people. Oh, it was a scene. It was a freaking mess. It was, <laughs> was, it, was it crowded? Um. Yeah, the place was the place was packed. We were hanging out up on the lawn with some friends of ours that went, and um, I mean, I had a good. I guess I had a good time and everything like that, but I really didn't even pay attention to any of the music that was going on. I thought Cheryl Crow was there with her too, right? Yeah, actually, yeah, Cheryl Crow was there, and um, she played with her pretty much the whole night, from what I remember. And, wow. Um, when Stevie Nicks would like take a break, you know, Cheryl Crow mm-hmm. would jam out one of her songs and stuff. So I mean, it was it was cool, I guess. Uh, I, it didn't really suck or anything like that, but like I said. You know, if you're not a Stevie Nicks fan, then maybe you don't have the appreciation for it like the rest of the freaks in the crowd did. But it was all now, right. It was cool. When you say on the lawn with some friends, you mean roughly 65 people, right? Yeah, there was a bunch of us. <laughs> Clan. <laughs> yeah, we were all crowded on one big blanket. It was cool. So um, I had to do that on Friday night, um, which, you know, I guess wasn't as bad as it sounds. And then on Saturday, um, I went to Psycho Fest out in Southington. Psycho? What's that? A friend of mine uh, that I know from Meriden, his name is Freak. His brother Psycho <laughs> having his birthday party every year. It's this big, I mean... Freak dude, and Psycho. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This big, dude, it was this big, huge party. Bands playing, kegs going. There was a big half a cow on the open fire. It's called Psycho Fest? Yeah, it's Psycho's birthday party. Psycho oh, so Fest. it's not some kind of organized event. It's a party for your friend. Right. Oh. They call it Psycho Fest, but they <laughs> yeah. make it a big. There's like they make raffle. it a hoot nanny. Yeah. There's a hoot nanny. Band. Yeah, yeah. It's a raffle going on and everything like that, and it's the weirdest party you'll ever go to because it's there's half the party is bikers, like straight up bikers driving their Harleys in, and the other half is a bunch of just hippies just hanging out, and everybody gets together. There's no fighting going on. Everybody's all friends, and had a really good time there. Played some volleyball. Well, everybody's an yeah. FOP yeah. friend yeah. of Psycho. Yeah. 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 This is what you were saying to me yesterday, Beth, that no matter how much you polish this guy up, <laughs> he'll always be a hillbilly. Right. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Uh, this is just back to what you were saying, because I was concerned that, you know, Darkseid's losing weight, he's eating healthy, he cut his hair, that somewhere along the way he's going to become, you know, like too legit for the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but right. Beth assured me that you can't polish a turd. This guy is, you know, deep down inside, he is the man. It's yeah. great. That's that's <laughs> great. That's good. No, and you know what? You should embrace your culture. You oh. should embrace the things that you enjoy. You should, no matter how much we make fun of them or Dan sends a message that says "Lamo Fest," yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should. I'm serious. You should be happy. That the raffle was that for like a, a deer skull or yeah. something like that. A few bone uh, bone <laughs> items and pelts and stuff. Yeah. How was the weed? <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, from what I hear, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> they actually did. They had like a little smoking section in the in the way back. I, I you know I didn't go to that section or anything. Like that. No swag at Psycho Fest. <laughs> no. no swag, just buds. <laughs> oh man. And so then, uh, and then Sunday I helped Nick move, but we'll get into that. We'll save that. Now we need to take a break here, Nick, and we'll find out about you guys moving and, and Nick's uh, antics. Yeah, we'll take a break. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> That's just wait, throw all the news in the corner. I know. I think. <laughs> No, no, we'll definitely get to some news. Stick around because uh, Darkside helped Nick move, and Nick was at uh, the Rockettes game. He threw out the first pitch. We got some people who wrote in about that as well. Oh. It's D Steiner Radio. It is Radio 104. It's too far gone. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. Are you offended? He has a name. You call him by his name. D Snyder Radio. Got it. Transportation provided by Peter Van Buslin. There's, there's something. Radio 104. Back to D. Snyder Radio. 666 4444. Focus your energy. On Radio 104. Tomorrow on the road with Mudbone. Better be a long one. Uh. And many other things. Uh, some reactions here, leading back into uh, fabulous weekends. Uh, I, this, this shower curtain thing is just off the hook. I'm not going to read this lengthy letter, but interesting, mind you, Beth, on the aerodynamics of shower curtains from Brian Marchesol, design engineer, rotary wing structures, tech demonstrator program at Sikorsky Aircraft Corporation. But remember yesterday I was saying that it was probably the the, the shower curtain thing, the story you did mm-hmm. low these many days ago. It was probably an offshoot of a bigger study. And it is all about the whole rationale be, be, be why the shower curtain blows in when the rainwater comes down, when the rainwater, when the shower water comes down, because it increases air speed, lowering air pressure, outside air pressure is greater, it pushes the shower curtain in. It, it's, it's all about Bernoulli's principle. All is that this. from the letter or is that from your brain? That's from my brain. <laughs> no, no, that's from, that was from the letter. I read the letter. I ingested the information. Okay, but it's 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 just wild. Who knew? Who knew that something as simple as this annoying shower curtain sticking to my body was had something to do with Bernoulli's principle? <laughs> All right. On the subject of Senior Olympics, yet another vote of confidence for Nick, uh, the prophet, proud of you and offering his help if you need any. Organizing the Senior Olympics or anything you want to do. He's there for you. Cool. And then some reactions uh, to your appearance at the Rockcats game on Friday. You were down there with Radio 104. You threw out the first pitch, Nick. Yeah. Barb Boucher says, thank you guys for the tickets that I won for Friday night's game. I saw Nick beforehand. He did look nervous, but when he pitched the first ball, he did good. Then you could tell he was relieved. He smiled all the way back in. And as you were talking about the surreal, a fight broke out while leaving in the front door, uh, leaving out the front door of the of the stadium. Well, it is New Britain. 
<laughs> Can't be perfect. Just a couple of locals. I'm old school. <laughs> Expressing their support for the team by beating the crap out of each other. Uh, Alice in Wonderland cute name, says, I attended the Rockcats game last Friday night and went prepared to show support for Nick. Before the game, my friend and I made a large D-Euro poster and wrote Nick on the back. This is my first time meeting Nick as a peep. I wanted to thank him for being so gracious with us. He signed my Euro, gave my son a shirt, and a pass to the movie screening. Nick threw well considering how long it's been since his playing days. Uh-oh, the qualifier considering. Oh, and by the way, Nick, my five-year-old son is now your biggest little fan. God help me. Just kidding. We love you, Allison Wonderland. <laughs> she was then, cool. She was really nice. Nick from the Rockcats, I guess, um, says, D, my name is Nick, and I had the pleasure of escorting Nick onto the field at New Britain Stadium on Friday night for him to throw out the ceremonial first pitch. You, this guy escorted you? Yeah, he, uh, he helps me out. Says, as far as you sending the proper man for the job, maybe you should have rec reconsidered and sent Beth. Uh, there's no doubt she could have thrown a better strike than Nick. <gasps> no. As a matter of fact, we had a mascot in a kangaroo outfit throw the first pitch the day before. He managed a better pitch than Nick. <laughs> We're all excited here for August 2nd when you come to the stadium and throw out the first pitch. More about that in a minute. Dear listener, we all have a little bet going that you'll be able to at least get it close to the strike zone. <gasps> Nick's pitch ended up way high and way outside. The only thing that kept it from going to the backstop was an outstanding play from the catcher. Oh, come on. I know you won't let me down, D. Oh, jeez. And I, as well as everyone here, look forward to meeting you on August 2nd. Sign Nick. Now, before I get to your pitch, let me just say, you're putting a lot of pressure on me. The throw the first, A, I didn't agree to throw the first pitch. B, that's a lot of pressure. Everybody's, you can throw better, you can do better. I wasn't a pitcher. In my heyday of 17, <laughs> we're talking 30 years ago, I was the seventh relief pitcher. I was the third baseman and seventh relief pitcher. When they burn out everybody else, they bring me in. I had two pitches. One, fast and dead over the plate. Two, Right over the backstop. Yeah. <laughs> Two pitches. <laughs> Nothing on them. It was either a smoker. No one wanted to catch for me because they either had to chase the ball or I'd burn their hand off with the pitch, with my pitch. <laughs> Throw the glove down, jumping up and down, screaming. It was a fast pitch. They decided to bring me in because I had a mean throw from third to first. It's just this blistering sinker that would go right into the, into the first baseman. But, but uh, I haven't pitched in forever. And I don't know if I want to get out there and uh, make a fool out of myself by winging one over the backstop. <laughs> so I'm not going to beat you up on your pitch in any way, manner, shape, or form, Nick. But how did it go? Uh, it was nerve-wracking. You know what? Truth be told, I've seen you know, one thing. I should have thought about this. Nick seems to be a better catcher than he is a pitcher, now that I think about it, from what you said. Sure. Do but, it in but, the butt. <laughs> <laughs> But how did it go, man? Uh, it went all right. I mean, it was really nerve-wracking because I had done this once before at a New Haven Ravens game. Uh, much smaller crowd, uh, not all the hoopla and everything. And I just wanted to get it done quickly. I ran out there, threw the pitch, perfect strike, got out of there. This guy seems to 
be saying. Wait, was this the New Haven Raven game? Yeah. yeah, Was it the Rockets? Yeah. uh, No, this was the New Haven Ravens game over a year ago. That got. I was was really comfortable in that situation. This situation was much different. I mean, at the Newbert and Rockets, first of all, they're selling out games left and right. there was already 5,000 people there by 7 o'clock, okay? The, the stands are packed. Friday night, the Boy Scouts are on the field. Um, they have uh, these, all these t-ball teams out there. They're doing all, they do all these great things prior to the game. So all this is going on. People are watching, and then, you know, the general manager is giving it to me, and this guy, Nick, their promotions guy, is giving it to me. You know, we had a kangaroo on the mound last night. <laughs> <laughs> <a> perfect strike. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? And I was just like, oh, man. And then the catcher comes over and he goes, you're small. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. here we go. And they're like, you used to be a pitcher, huh? And I was like, yeah. yeah. For some reason or another, you sound a little taller on radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dark side, you never cease to amaze me. Yeah. <laughs> He's just been quietly waiting. Uh, waiting. So I'm sitting there. In my jeans and a t-shirt, I have like my cell phone, my sunglasses on me. I'll, I'm emptying out my pockets, and I'm like, "Oh God, I am nervous at this point." My palms are sweating. Oh. My arm—I I mean, I'm all tight. I haven't thrown a baseball in a year, and I—I uh, I go out to the mound really slowly. They announce my name. People are yelling my name. The, that woman, Alice in Wonderland, has got the uh, sign up, Nick, and all these people are chanting my name. I'm like, "Oh my Did God!" Did you get any I support from so the peeps? Nervous. Yeah, I got plenty of support it was great but it made me even more nervous and i get up there and i'm like all right well i would rather throw the ball high than throw it in the dirt because that's just embarrassing Mm -hmm. you know so i'm like all right i'm gonna do it with a wind up and i get into my wind up and i kick up my leg (laughs) and my foot kind of gets stuck on the rubber so in the middle of this yeah there was a and rubber like, laying on the field <laughs> 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 on the pitching rubber D. oh oh so, pitching rubber. i mean usually <laughs> usually your motion you think they'd clean that up <laughs> your motion to the plate is only a few seconds but this felt like a year you know i, I mean I, I could just feel this it it took so long for me to get through my windup my foot gets stuck in the rubber and then all of a sudden i'm just like saying to myself wing it wing the thing so I threw it as hard as I could, and yes, the catcher got out of his stance a little bit, and it was a little bu- high, but thank God I threw a strike. And Good to see somebody who doesn't buckle under the pressure. So they're, you think it was a strike? Only, they're only, no, it wasn't a strike. It was definitely high. A little bit outside. Just a bit outside. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but I, well, as I was walking Would you up, hit the batter? Uh, he would have had to duck, probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Beaner. I would have hit him. But uh, after I came off the field, I got a woof. So I give that kangaroo a contract, and I'm like, oh, man, okay. So It's very nerve-wracking. It, it was a little nerve-wracking, yeah. And I know, Nick, that I would not have fared any better than you, despite with that Nick from the Rockettes. So. Yeah. Well, you know, it's weird. I mean, I don't know exactly know what Nick's element is, but I know for myself, you know, I can go on stage in front of tens of thousands of people in my element and... Feel you know, feel no nervousness and feel totally comfortable. Mm-hmm. But to go out in front of fifty people and have to pitch, 
I would be completely uncomfortable because I don't pitch. Right. I mean, I, I pitch. You know what I'm saying? I pitch. Sure, I pitch. But I mean, baseball. I'm not. I don't. I haven't thrown a ball in 30 years, for God's sakes. You yeah. know. I mean, for real. It was really weird to me, too, because I could always tell when I was pitching if I was going to pitch a good game, the plate only seemed like 10 feet away from me. When I got on the uh, mound on Friday night, it seemed like two miles. <laughs> it was like one of those Hitchcock movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The hallway goes forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that was, that was a little nerve-wracking. But all in all, it was a cool night, and I, I, I cannot say enough about what the new Britain Rockets do promotionally at their stage. Like I said, they're at, at their uh, field there. They have so many t-ball teams and different promotions going on throughout the game. It's a real family event. And I got to thank the two girls who bought me a pretzel and a soda. She's like, they're like, we don't have much, but we know you don't have a lot of money. So if you need some dinner, here's a pretzel. <laughs> so I was like, oh, God, my life is too weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet it was the first thing you ate all day. <laughs> yeah, basically. That so was your Dinner. So it was cool. It was, a, it was a good night out there. I stayed. I stayed for a few innings and watched a game. It was a lot of fun. Was he? Oh, and uh, were the listeners out there? I mean, it was oh yeah, oh yeah. There are a lot of Radio 104 people there that night. A lot of Big D Snyder fans, some weirdos and stuff. Because you know it is New Britain. Uh, well, if you've heard me just mention August second, we're gonna have D Snyder Radio Night at. The New Britain Rock Cats on August second. We're taking three hundred listeners, three hundred, right, Nick? Yes. To, to the show, you know, like we do with the hockey games and stuff. Well, we're going to do that with a baseball game. It's Thursday, August second, and starting this Thursday, we'll be giving away uh, pairs of tickets to the game, and we're going to gorilla in, and we're going to have a blast. It's happening August 2nd. Like I said, this Thursday, we'll start giving them away, and we'll give you more information on that, so stay tuned. All right? Um, actually, uh, before we continue on with this conversation, how about we get a traffic update from Psycho Dan? Psycho? This traffic report's brought to you by Call Before You Dig. Dig Safely, Connecticut. Call Before You Dig, 1-800-922-4455. For more information, visit the Call Before You Dig website at www.cbyd.com. <coughs> you dig? All right. Traveling on 84 East, a little bit slow between exits 41 and 43. 84 West, still steady traffic coming over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South, slow going from exit 38 all the way into downtown. 91 North is heaviest by exits 25 and 26, then again up by exit 28 and 29A. Route 2, a little bit slow approaching exit 5D, then again from exit 4 to the flyover. 91 South into New Haven is slow from exit 3 down to the 95 merge. 95 South is slow going from exit 51 all the way up to the Q Bridge. And Route 8 in Waterbury is delayed free. At 8.13, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. I've been dying to hear about this since last Friday. When we, as we departed, Dark Side said, oh yeah, and I helped Nick move his furniture out. Or, or, I guess it was a two-day affair, Dark Side? I mean... Three days. How much stuff does this guy have? Uh, I, when I walked through that door, I wanted to pummel him so bad. Well, you told me that Why? he hadn't even started packing. No, not is, at all. That he, I Nick, when you ask people to help you move, you should be completely packed up before the person <laughs> arrives at your door. He was asking Excuse me. Excuse me. Go ahead, Dark Side. He was asking me before we went on vacation, over vacation, can you help me move? I'm like, yeah, no big deal. And he kept putting it off and off and off. And he never. And did mind anything. you, mind you, we were. Go he had told us he was hiring movers. 
<laughs> something that I didn't even consider until like recently in my life that I, I moved myself, you know, uh, to my first big house after I struck a rich rock stardom. It was like, a, you know, I had a small house, get your brothers and friends and load it up and move in, you know, I mean, that's the way you do it. So we told him that Darkseid was almost offended that you don't even bother to ask your friend and you're going to spend hundreds of dollars. So we, you did offer, we all did offer, but when you said you were hiring movers, were you going to pay them to pack your stuff too? Uh, no, I hadn't gotten to that point yet. You know? <laughs> no kidding. I haven't thought about it. I didn't think about it that much that if they actually did come that I would have to do all that packing. But I was going to make them oh, take the big dick. stuff, you know, but I did for yeah. get to kind of unhook my stereo and TV and all that stuff. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, I get there, <laughs> I get there Thursday. He has two entrances for his, for his apartment. Well, I have one on the main floor and one downstairs. And one on the main floor is the main entrance. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can't go in this way. I'm like, why? He goes, oh, there's just stuff blocking the door. We go in through the bottom door. I mean, the whole bottom floor of his house, the both bedrooms, the bathroom, trashed. Stuff <laughs> everywhere. Clothes. And mountains of clothes, D, that you couldn't climb with a grappling hook. I mean, <laughs> he had stuff everywhere. We go upstairs. The whole hallway blocking his main door was full of garbage. There was stuff. You're kidding me. I, I'm not even kidding. I'm so not kidding. I was so pissed that I didn't bring a camera to take pictures. There was stuff everywhere. He still had his couches, everything. Everything still hooked up in his entertainment center. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, telling Listen him. Listen to him giggling, cackling. Yeah, I know. Like a man, that's, man. that's exactly what he was doing while I'm sitting there like going, dude, are you freaking insane? And he's just laughing about it. So I'm like, okay, well, I tell you what. In order to get stuff out the door... You have to, like, clean out the garbage from the doorway. So you go do that. I'll start unhooking your entertainment center. So I go and I, I start unhooking his entertainment center, and my hand hit the button on his VCR to hit play. And I'm like, oh, there's a tape in there. So I turn on the TV to see what tape it is. It's a good one, Ben. <laughs> And I started laughing. <laughs> this is why you haven't packed. Because you're sitting there drinking and watching porn. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just a porno tape, Beth. It wasn't like, it's not like I sit there and watch them, you know, but it just happened to be in the VCR. In the VCR, yeah. on, on video. In the middle of the tape. <laughs> At that point, I almost left. I, I almost split. I'm like, oh my God, I cannot handle this dude. And he's like, oh yeah, I remember that tape. <laughs> How oh can you God. invite people over to, to, to ask you? Well, we asked you, to, we've offered to help you, but not be packed. Have a have a guy who's who's got a have a fiance and a child and a life volunteers to help out and you're not even cleared out your go- you can't open the door. <laughs> yeah, well everything happened kind of quickly, D. I mean, you've well, known not really. for <laughs> months. <laughs> you had kind months. You asked yeah. me weeks before vacation to help you. Yeah, nobody's ever had more notice than you. I did not know how much stuff I really accumulated, and really the purpose of dark. Side helping me out was he has you know a flatbed truck 
and uh, I wanted him to take some of the bigger stuff for me. And, uh, you know, with the job and everything, there wasn't a lot of time for me we to get... We had vacation for a week. Yeah, but I spent time during vacation because we had that tag sale and there was the big party and a mess and everything. And Dude, your uh, Jigglypuff costume was still hanging on the wall, exactly where it was when you were displaying it for the tag sale. Well, Dark I, side. Seriously, was it as seriously as bad as you're saying? It, worse. It really Sean, was worse. It was, Sean, Sean was there. Sean, this was Thursday that that whole thing took place. Sean was there on Friday, and it was still freaking trash. <laughs> Nick was like, oh, I'll do more tonight, and then tomorrow, uh, you know, being Friday, you know, we'll go, and it'll be a lot better. No, no, not at all. D, seriously, trashed isn't even, pro probably isn't even the correct word. Darkside's right about the mound of clothes. We're talking a mountain of clothes. Mm -hmm. and Did you just have that stuff washed? <laughs> uh, no, these are my other clothes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the, he's got this huge walk-in closet. That's not even emptied out yet. Complete disbelief. <laughs> we walk by the walk-in closet. There's this big, huge walk-in closet, like almost the size of our office, jam-packed full of stuff. And he opens the door. He goes, "Oh, I forgot about this stuff. <laughs> There's no, a water bed in there. Forgot about the whole closet. A water bed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yesterday, D, I hear him on the phone talking to the people from his building. I guess he has to turn in his keys, and so I hear him say to the woman, well, yeah, I'm completely out, but I left a couple of things, like a mattress and a box spring, well, and a bed. <laughs> and I hear him say some things and hang up. I said, did you think that you could just leave it? He thought he could just leave stuff there when he moved out. A bed. He, was his, he was going through his bedroom, you know, and he was like, oh, condom wrappers. I mean, there was stuff. I mean, it was... The place was freaking trash. He's like, well, I'm going to leave this stuff for the painters. He's been trying to pawn on He wanted speakers. to leave his bed for the painters. Oh, he left his speakers for the painters, a couple of chairs for the painters. He's like, yeah, leave them for the painters. Oh, no want your stuff? His entertainment center, Darkside gets there on Friday. Nick and I have been there for a little while. And Nick says, hey, uh, you want the entertainment center? And Darkside goes, well, how much you want for it? He goes, well, you got a truck. If you can get it out of here, it's yours. Yeah. <laughs> He's just pawning his we stuff just off. Two weeks ago, didn't he like say a price that you couldn't afford? Yeah, like yeah. 150 bucks he wanted for it. I didn't take it. I was like, I almost that. That's when I started getting really pissed off. I'm like, you're 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 not in a financial situation where you can just afford to give away. What'd you pay? Like almost 400 bucks for the freaking thing. You're not in a financial situation where you can afford to give things away. I'm like, what we're gonna do is we're gonna load it up. We're gonna bring it to your sister's house or your parents' house, and you're gonna put it on eBay for all I care. Anywhere to get some money, just to put Ching in your pocket. I'm not gonna take your stuff. Take advantage of you. So, I mean, the whole thing, he was just annoying the hell out of me for three whole days. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, three days? Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Nick. and Sunday. It's so heinous, man. I mean, that's abusive. <laughs> It is. It is. Abusive to who? Abusive to, to Dark Side and Sean, to people who offered to help you. And his brother on Sunday, it was me, his brother in law, and his sister. And the, uh, what is his brother in law his, thinking? His brother in law and his sister. <laughs> When they showed up, the first thing they did was start laughing. Just the same way I did. Just started <laughs> laughing because the place was a, a, a total disaster. And he was just standing there with that stupid grin on his face like he always <laughs> yeah. said, like he has right now. Mm -hmm. Just like, <laughs> like, no, like it's no big deal. You, know, you look under the word F up in the dictionary, it's your picture, Nick. <laughs> you, you are seriously a mess. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs>
Queen, wait a minute. Keep the painters on the phone, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Keith, yeah. the, Keith, the painter. Uh, are you are you Nick's painter or just a painter in general? No, just a painter in general. We, I work with these guys, man. They will take absolutely anything out of an apartment. I mean, like if a girl leaves panties, I mean they'll take. They are the oh. biggest scumbags. And when a guy like Nick leaves a dirty old bed, they'll take it. Really? <laughs> oh, dude, you're gonna have a field. Whoever's painting Nick's place is gonna have a field day. There's speakers. There's the bed, pictures, all types of stuff he left uh, behind. I gave my speakers to Joe. We don't have a good so- rep at all, do we? <laughs> Keith, it's not you, man. You can't elevate the entire, you know, occupation. You do the best you can, all right? All right, man. Good man, Keith. Look at that. So, well, you're not completely out of line. They apparently take anything. Mm, yeah, I knew that. But listen, I, I mean, this came down to the wire. And at the end of the day... Wait, Nick, it, Nick, Nick, what? please. <laughs> you're not Don't. fooling anybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, you call what you want. Just be honest enough to say. Don't sit the way it came down to the wire. It snuck up on you. You know, you didn't have an opportunity with the whole week's vacation. Be honest enough at 27 years old to just say, hey, man, I'm an F-up. I screwed up. and I I kept putting it off. I kept putting it off and I, you know, and I, and I, and I, you know, I postponed it and I never got around to doing it and, and it was messed up of me to expect my friends to pack my stuff for me. You know what I mean? When are you going to get your act together? (laughs) See, there wasn't much packing. It was like on Friday, Nick and I threw out loads and loads of garbage. See, Sean, you weren't there on Sunday when (laughs) me, his sister and his brother-in-law had to pack for him. And, oh, oh, what do you mean f- pack for me? Me and your brother-in-law almost kicked your ass, dude. Because we're hauling this <laughs> big, heavy, I mean, I don't know how many hundreds of pounds this entertainment center was. We're loading it into his brother-in-law's van. And Nick has the balls to stand there and say, Well, it's a good thing you got me to guide you guys where you're going. <laughs> I mean, we're making these trips out with these big, heavy pieces of furniture. And he's standing there laughing at us, saying that, Well, you know, if I wasn't here, you guys would be lost without me. That's <laughs> yeah. um, Wait, wait, I wait, was, what uh, is this, what is, quite a second. Does brother-in-law give you his opinion of his his brother-in-law? Um, they about Nick. Just the look in his eyes was pretty much saying it all. <laughs> you know, he, he, Nick was around the whole time, so I don't think he wanted to bad. You know, he definitely said Nick, you're a total idiot, but uh, he didn't want to <laughs> do too much bad mouthing in front of him. But it, the look in his face said it all. Wait a second. No, I, I mean, let me defend myself just for a second here. Well, somebody has to go ahead. <sighs> um. In, because they moved me, dark side, I, I gave my kitchen table to the day, the first day that he came over and stuff was, uh, that needed to be packed when he unhooked all my stereo and all that stuff. We took apart my kitchen table, we put it in his truck, he took it home with us. Big deal, if you didn't give it to dark side, you would have given it to the painters. Or thrown it out. <laughs> no, not exactly. I might have left it there. <laughs> he gave you his junk. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and the, the screws weren't even all there oh. for it. That's a whole other story. Yeah. Okay, Dark Side, go ahead. Oh my Take God. the entertainment center if you must. Yeah. No, I gave, you know, if I gave, you move it, you got it. <laughs> the entertainment center. I, I wanted to keep stuff in the family. You know, I gave the entertainment center a few different things to my brother-in-law and my sister. And then I gave some 
stuff to Sean as well for helping me Definitely. move. I was in a bind. I appreciate the people who, you know, were there for me when I really needed it. But I don't think what I was doing was really... Mm. I understand you, you tell somebody to come over and help you move. They expect to actually load the stuff and yeah. move it. But, um, you know, it didn't really work out that way. Dude, the only concern that, that you had on. the whole time was that stupid pig that holds the bottle <laughs> of wine. Hey, make sure the pig is safe. <laughs> That was the the one big thing he kept saying over and over again on Sunday to his sister. Put the pig in the front seat with you and make sure he's safe. Is he serious? Oh, totally. He's not like he's not like pulling your leg. He's not like this isn't like he's not faking this and and putting this on. Because everybody asks me about. They say, "Is he really like that?" And I go, "You know what? Every time." He does something. We get up to the air. I say, you're kidding, right? And then he'll go, well, no, you know, really, I thought... (laughs) He's he's not kidding. Oh, his parents' reaction was awesome, too, because we had to bring stuff up to his parents' house, which I was at. Very nice house, Mm -hmm. too. Yes. His parents, his dad seemed a a little bit pissed at Nick because of the whole situation. (laughs) You didn't pack anything? What's wrong with you? What are you doing (laughs) to the poor guy? Dave, I'm sorry that he's putting you through that. I felt so bad for your parents, dude. We brought up this big, huge, ugly, nasty, dirty couch and unloaded it in their basement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah. And you know, but you know what? I'm sure that while they were yelling at him, mom was packing Nick's bags. You know, that's what happens. They what gave him mean? dad would scream and yell while mom went and did the job for you. They na- they enabled somebody enabled you. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody's regardless. an enabler. Somebody's an enabler and I'm not pointing any fingers. You can't handle the uh, truth. Well, regardless of the situation, I turned in my um keys yesterday. And, and they were probably glad to get them. At this point, bad they're just going, just get out. Yeah, but I did clean up the apartment. There was nothing in there besides a bed and two chairs. Yeah. But I cleaned so out. There you was left not, the bed. But yeah, I left the bed. I wasn't moving that. They're like, can you please take the mattresses and the box spring and the headboard out for us? I was like, yeah, sure. And then I, I talked to one of the maintenance guys there. He's like, don't worry about it. He's like, painters. So I was like, cool. So I, I didn't, I didn't know it. this about the painters. Yeah. Yeah. Painters are the Mikey. Of the construction industry. <laughs> yeah. You know, Mikey will eat anything. They'll take anything, wow. apparently. Yeah, so uh, it, it ended up, and I was driving away from Manchester. I felt like a huge weight was, albatross, I should say, was lifted from my shoulder. So I, you know, got rid of that apartment, needed to get out of there, you know. So uh, I think... Well, you did I, the I smart mean, thing on that level. You just did it. Very po- executed very poorly. Well, I, I tried the best I could, and it did come down to the wire, but I got all my stuff out of there. And I think Sean... <laughs> With the help of your sister, Sean, your brother-in-law, and Darkseid. Yeah. It came down to the wire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't. In, in fairness to Nick, though, he did, he did give me some cool stuff, so... You know, absolutely no problem. Yeah, I wasn't that. a total scumbag about it, D. I mean, I gave these guys what I could. You know, I really did. So, I mean, I think everybody made out kind of well. He gave me some nice lawn furniture. Even yeah. our peeps, like, I was like, <laughs> lawn furniture. All you needed is a lawn. Yeah. So, okay. it, it worked out. So, thank you okay. to everybody who, who helps me. And yeah. that situation's over with, and I can move on. It's not easy with a, you know, job and stuff. Stuff. I had to, last week I had to go over after work every day and take care of stuff. And it's not easy to do that at the end of the day. Vacation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. Beth Lockwood, we're finally going to get to the news, I think. You don't say. <laughs> I, I, f- 
think. Uh, hey, he gave his brother-in-law something, too. A hernia. Um, <laughs> it was nice to you, Nick. You need to trust now. What's going on in the news, Beth? Well, I have another reason not to smoke, and one to smoke, interestingly enough, sort of. Also, right. uh, one of the best ways I've heard to get your ex out of your life, or at least off your mind... A uh, couple goes to court over their son's <laughs> circumcision. One reason why Oslo might be one of the friendliest cities on the planet. Uh, anybody who thinks poodles aren't tough may change a mind after I tell you about this story. And also, Tom Cruise is said to have a new girlfriend. And Robert Downey Jr. was in court yet again yesterday. And we've got Everclear tickets, which include their entire CD catalog, a T-shirt, Backstage visit for tomorrow's show and a chance to win an autographed guitar, a custom Honda Civic. What a great prize. We're giving that away every hour today at Radio 104, and we'll have a pack, a ticket pack, whatever you want to call it, when we get back with more D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. I've had the pleasure of listening to you talk. D. Snyder. I've seen him go nuts. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Easy, big fella. Easy. Just stand by for traffic and go off and polish your head or something like that. Oh, where am I? Oh, I know what I gotta do. Here we go again, people. It's the Everclear Civic Tour Prize Pack. Every hour, all day today, we're giving them away right through uh, Carlito's show, for that matter. Check this out. They're playing tomorrow at the Webster Theater, which I think is a great venue and a great place to see a band like this. I've seen Everclear live, and uh, no matter what you think of them on a personal level, they're great in concert. And they've got all these great songs. They're playing tomorrow night, and every hour, we've got a pair of tickets, a pair of meet me passes, the complete Everclear CD catalog and Everclear t-shirt. And every winner of this prize pack will get a chance to win the autographed Everclear guitar. And you'll also be entered in the national drawing for a brand new 2001 Honda Civic EX Coupe customized by the guys in Everclear. All you got to do is be call number 10 right now at 860-666-4444. Call number 10. And you'll win the prize pack. You'll be going to the show tomorrow, and you'll have a shot at the car and the guitar. Cool? Cool. Okay. Yeah, turn that down. Uh, a couple of reactions to some things. Some things. Don't mean nothing. We are talking about getting revenge yesterday. Remember that, that woman said, I believe it was a woman, she had her car stolen, her stereo stolen. Mm -hmm. She knew who did it. And I told her there's a couple of books with some pretty interesting things. This one guy says, D... I heard what happened to the fellow to a fellow peep on her car stereo. May I suggest welding razor blades to the back of her next car stereo? I have a neighbor who did this after his sixth radio had to be replaced. He also knew who the thief was, but each time the cops would not do a thing about it. On the seventh radio, the thief required 35 stitches to his fingers, and that radio is still in the guy's truck today. Signed, Dave. Ooh, that's tough love right there, Beth Lockwood. That's I'll tough say, love. Hey, you lose six. You resort to desperate measures. Yeah, yeah, I know. I remember uh, a drummer I had in the band, not AJ. We've 
Twisted Sister was kind of like Spinal Tap. We had like six drummers. <laughs> well, no, seven. Actually, seven. And uh, I forgot what number drummer, but we played a lot of clubs. And for some reason, people, some guy or person or whatever, I guess they knew his car, kept snapping off his rear windshield wiper on his rear window, just breaking the arm off. So after like the third or fourth time this happened, took the arm, went to a machine shop, sharpened the edge of the arm. You know, it's like metal and it's kind of like in a U shape. Just sharpened it down to a razor edge, put it back on the car. I think that was the last one that got mm -hmm. torn off. Whoever it was, uh, I know needed some uh, serious, consider you know, needed some help at the emergency room. By the way, Jane from Middletown won the Everclear tickets and prize packs, so you can stop calling. We'll have another one in the 9 o'clock hour, and then it'll continue on with Will Cow's show, Chaz's show, and also, uh, and uh, not to mention, uh, Carlito's show as well. And by the way, I just should say, before I read this last letter here, that, uh, you know, Will Cow's got the old school 104, but Chaz is going to have Everclear in the studio. Now, that's tomorrow, right? Yeah. And they'll be promoting their show at the Webster Theater tomorrow night. So they're, they're really delivering the goods for Hartford. Okay, so uh, t tune into Chaz's show. And every day, of course, she has the 420 brownie mix and uh, 6 o'clock news. Okay, and uh, oh, which is two new, two new songs. She's not t mm -hmm. stepping on your toes, babe. No, I just, I hadn't heard. Yeah, 6 o'clock news, meaning news, new songs, That's two new cool. songs back to back, okay? Carlito, eight most requested songs, mandatory Metallica, ten. And now it's pick a position. They play porno clips. Beth, you might want to tune in for this. When and is this? What time? Uh, it's every night. Listeners, they call in and guess the position okay. that they're in That's in the cool. porno. I'm and uh, to check this stuff out. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot going on here at Radio 104. Uh, and this last letter is about your wedding. Kiki is uh, a little concerned about your upcoming nuptials, uh -oh. Beth. Yeah. She thinks that maybe the boys, including me, says are in need of a road trip to the Wadsworth ahead of time. To give, you, give yourself extra peace of mind, send the boys out there, find the snootiest tour guide at the Wadsworth, and then let us loose. Between the time we see the Wadsworth and your wedding day, any questions of behavior can be cleared up. And if we don't, and basically she thinks we need to go there and learn how to behave ourselves. <laughs> in, <laughs> in that environment. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, and then this way, and you say, if, you know, if we don't do this, if we're not willing to, she says, if we're not willing to go to the Wadsworth, take a day trip, get some damn manners, then we don't come, then we can't come to your wedding. Well, we should all go there. They have a really nice cafe. We should go for lunch sometime. Hmm. And you, you'll teach us museum etiquette, sure. possibly? Nick, you have been to museums, right? Yeah, I've been to the Wadsworth yeah, a few times. and Dee, I'm sure that you've been into a museum. Of course I have. Darkseid? But... I think I'm, I think I'm respectful of, of, of museums. I told you I threw down with that guy who put the cigarette out in that right. icon's uh, eye, that wood icon's eye. I, of course, I have respect. You've never uh, been to a museum, Dark Side Day. When I was a little little boy, I, I went to a museum. It's been years since, as long as I can remember, since I've been to a museum. So it'll be a new experience for me. I'm looking forward to it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Watch him. <laughs> we're going to the Wadsworth. Oh, my God. It's not like a lot of skulls and stuff, Dark Side. It's paintings. All right. Well, finally, 
Oh, no, we can't do it. We got to do traffic first. Okay, first we'll do traffic, then we'll do news. I swear, Beth, I swear. Okay, Psycho, what's going on? All right, this traffic report is brought to you by Napa. Traveling on 84 East, just a little bit slow by exits 43 and 44. 84 West, just some light traffic now coming over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South, a little bit messy. We had a crash by exit 38. The backup is all the way back to exit 42. It, it gets slow again after that from exit 35 into downtown. 91 North looks good. Route 2, just a little bit slow from exit 4 getting up to the flyover. 91 South into New Haven is delay-free. 95 South, still some steady traffic now going from exit 51 up to the Q Bridge. Traveling on Route 8 in Waterbury, it's delay-free. At 845, I'm cycled down with this modern wreck report on Radio 104. Oh, it's me. Hold on. Hartford police have a suspect in custody in the wounding of a seven-year-old girl. Police say the suspect was arrested on a parole violation charge, but has not yet been charged with the July 4th shooting in Hartford's North End. The girl was hit in the face by a stray bullet. So, Go get him. That's great news. Go get him. We talked about this story was a few days mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. And uh, people like that, yeah, I mean, assume, by the way, suspect, mm-hmm. in fairness to this person, you know, of course, you're not guilty until proven guilty but at the same time they need to get people like that off the streets because they've mm-hmm. got no regard for other people nope. just firing guns around like you know like the like I said like the bullets just go nowhere they just disappear and thankfully you said that girl was uh, was okay right she's probably going to be fine yeah that's what they oh, say that's good Southington police have charged a 17-year-old boy with setting his mother and stepfather's bed on fire as they slept early yesterday morning. Gregory West is charged with first-degree arson and other crimes. Police say he lit the box spring and mattress on fire, then held shut the door from the outside to prevent his mother and stepfather from leaving. His mother was able to put out the fire, and they did escape unharmed. How old was he? He's 17. He had some issues, apparently. Wow. Yeah. Do you think, you know, I mean, that's an extreme measure. <clears throat> Do you think there had to be any warning signs with someone like that? I'm sure I mean, he you know, was troubled. Yeah. I mean, you think you sleep with your door locked. Ah, it's great to be young and insane. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, I'd it, like to think that someone just doesn't snap like that. That Amityville Horror House, the famous Amityville mm-hmm. Horror House, you know, that was uh, some 17-year-old or 19-year-old went and killed his entire family just one night. That's how that whole thing started. These things happen, but there's got to be some warning. I guess it's tough when it's your kid, mm-hmm. you know, and you see him going down the wrong path to just abandon him. You've got this built-in love for your kid, you know, and, and uh, you know, when a Mr. and Mrs. Lentino see a Nick, you just can't <laughs> let him go. You've, you know, you just lock your door and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. he, hopefully he wasn't singing Burn in Hell or anything like that, right? Well, you better Any hope my tunes? Lawsuit. <laughs> I hate to be blamed. Well, this is pretty awful. Horrified little leaguers and their parents had to dive for cover after a game in St. Louis last night. Police say a man came to the park and shot his estranged wife and their 10-year-old son to death. They say Uh, the man later killed himself in his car along an interstate. Well, I'm glad we waited for the news. This was worth waiting for, Beth. (laughs) It's it's only going to get good from here on in. Ready? Oh, thank you for killing yourself, sir. I appreciate that. did everybody a favor. (laughs) 
British Airways is sending the Concorde on a test flight today. It's the first time the company's supersonic jet has flown since last year's crash of an Air France Concorde that killed 113 people outside of Paris. British Airways is testing modifications to the Concorde. If those tests and others work well, you could see the Concorde's New York to London flights return by late September or early October. Good news, dark side. <laughs> <laughs> You can go to Paris now. I never even flew on the freaking Concorde. That is an expensive yeah. damn ticket. It's really exclusive, I think. It's incredibly exclusive. It's only first class, and it's just it's it's it's. I wish I wish I could have. Uh, what? What? Ah, oh. nothing, nothing. Okay, because I just thought. Yeah, I mean, it's just it saves so much freaking time. It's really popular out in you know, mm. Beverly Hills sure. and, and Hollywood because they got that long-ass flight to, to London. It just, like, cuts it in a ridiculously short amount of time. But, uh, well, anyway, one of these days we'll all fly on the Concorde. Sure. It'll happen. Well, It'll then, happen. We'll be going for some D-Steiner radio promotion overseas. And the whole team will pile in there and we'll fly over in style. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Assuming, awesome. assuming they fix this problem, because we don't want to, we don't want it to blow up or anything. That would be bad. Well, women who smoke cigarettes inhale a toxin that can tr trigger ovarian failure, significantly decreasing their reproductive years, according to new studies. Researchers say that the smoke and some air pollution can trigger early menopause by accelerating the destruction of the egg cells in ovaries. <laughs> So another reason. That's the good news. That's the bad news. Oh, oh! I was gonna say, wow, that's a downer. That's why What's not to smoke. But here is a reason why we might want to encourage some people to smoke. This report was done by Philip Morris in the Czech Republic. The, an American company did this study. It said that people who die early from smoking are helping the economy. That was the end result of this study. <laughs> Cool. Showed that the Czech Republic saved over $150 million in 1997 through the premature deaths of smokers who did not live long enough to need health care or housing in old age. The report aimed to show some of the benefits smoking can have for a nation's finances, including tax revenues on tobacco sales and health care savings caused by premature deaths. So it's yeah, a tumor. Philip Morris, the warm and fuzzy <laughs> cigarette company. Hey, you know what? Maybe uh, Firestone Tires wants to take that tax. <laughs> You know, that they're doing, you know, actually the economy a favor with killing mm. people and, and Ford. They can make that. What kind of stupid... How could you even print that? I know. Even though it's totally true. Of course. And it's I understand logical. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it makes complete sense. But yes, you don't want to try and justify, because it's, 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 it's acknowledging the fact that people are dying right. <laughs> younger from smoking. Yeah. It's saying, we kill people. It's coming and right it, out and saying it. Thank you, sir. May I have another? If you can't beat them, join them. So, <laughs> Nick, this is just one more reason to keep smoking. That's right, helping the economy, dude. You're helping the economy. What a guy. And you're certainly putting dollars in your dad's wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Greenspan thanks you and <laughs> others like you, Nick. Well, if you're a spurned lover, you can ease your pain by getting your ex's face printed on toilet paper. The therapeutic toilet paper can be printed with anyone's photograph, whether it's maybe your boss or they suggest your mother-in-law or an ex. X-Wipes claim to cure broken hearts and channel aggressive feelings toward those 
whom you dislike. They feature a picture on each sheet and are distributed at the website halflife.com. All one word. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. He needs controversy to keep him famous because of his unfortunate dearth of talent. Shut your mouth. B. Snyder Radio. It was nice to meet a fan. On Radio 104. Now back to B. Snyder Radio. See my peeps? Can't wait. What do you want? B. Snyder Radio. On Radio 104. We're back. Technical difficulties. Everything's cool. Hey, Radio 104 Fest is coming Monday, September 3rd to the ctnow.com Meadows Music Theater. Finally, Beth. Mm. Was, uh, a lot of people saying, are you going to have one? Of course we're going to have one. Just tough to get these 25 bands for 25 bucks. Because, you know, somebody's paying for the bands. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and that, by the way, twenty to twenty-five bucks. That's for a pavilion or a lawn ticket. So if I were you, I would start drinking heavily, and immediately get your pavilion seat locked in, because then you can walk around all over the place. Because it's multiple stages and stuff as well. Some of the bands that are performing are Blink-182, Saliva, Alien Ant Farm, Sum 41, Scapegoat Wax, Good Charlotte, Newfound Glory. More bands to be announced. We've already got a whole bunch there. 25 bands, 25 bucks. Tickets on sale now through Tickets.com locations, Meadows, Box Office, Strawberries, Coconuts, LaSalle Music. Or you can charge by phone, as always, at 203-265-1501. Or purchase online at Radio104.com. Or... That's right. Be calling number 10 right now at 860-666-4444, and you're going to the show, baby. We'll be there. We'll be signing autographs and what have you. Before we get back into the news, just a couple reactions to yesterday's story about the amphibious car, Beth, that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve from the Tuck points out that he says, if I had one of those amphibious cars, I wouldn't need to take the Long Island Ferry anymore. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> And Trom in West Granby says, what I learned today is if I had grown up on Long Island, I could have avoided any teenage imprisonment by simply outrunning Officer Snyder in my amphibious car. The whopping top speed of 50 miles per hour on land or 13 miles per hour in the water was probably embarrassing enough for your dad to have to report back to the station that he had lost the perp. I feel for him. Trom in West Granby. Excuse me, Trom, just in my father's defense. Of course, he's, he's driving an old-school bluesmobile. He had the Plymouth Furies with the 440 huge interceptor motors and whatever. He was on this guy's ass the whole time. Of course, the guy couldn't get it, but a guy drove off the road and then went into the water, and that's where her dad lost him. And stop calling people, because Pam from North Brantford won the tickets to 104 Fest, and uh, we'll have another pair to give away tomorrow. But now it's time to get back to the news. Where were we? We were interrupted in the middle of a really good story, Beth. Well, there's this company, HalfLife.com, all one word on the internet, which has come up with a way for you to sort of get revenge, or at least get out of your head, your ex. And what they'll do for you, if you go to their website, is print for you toilet paper with a picture of a person's face on it. <laughs> it can be anybody, an ex, or just somebody you don't like in general, and it has a picture on each little sheet. And, of course, you can use that to do what you would do with toilet paper and, and probably feel pretty good doing it, I would think. 
Wow, that is that is a beautiful, beautiful gift. I think it's a, I think of it as a gift. Think right. about this. You know, Darkseid, for example, is upset. He's tormented. He's 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 angry at the girl that he's no longer involved with. A friend, who knows which one of his crazy friends, Psycho maybe, gives him a roll of toilet paper with Shovelhead's face on it. Boom. It's a lovely gift. It's, it's a lovely gift. That's that's really you can and you can wipe with it. You can blow your nose with it. You clean your glasses. You can do anything with shovel with the shovel. Well, I'm assuming with shovel head. That's great. Think how many women out there would have loved to get a roll of Nick toilet paper <laughs> to wipe up with. We should just mass, mass produce those now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. As a matter of fact, not too late. When's Leslie's birthday? <laughs> I think she deserves a roll of this toilet paper. Is there an address or, or Half internet? Halflife.com. <laughs> H-A-L-F-L-I-F-E.com. All one word. Probably that's have to search around for a little bit. I think that's a great gift. That will put a smile. Especially if you had a friend who was real... Ser on a serious note, if you had a friend who was really blue about a, a breakup, and you've, we've all seen people who have really gone through hell over a breakup... How wide are they going to be laughing when they get the toilet paper with their, their ex's face on there? <laughs> That's awesome. Nick wants a roll with a, a beer bottle on it. <laughs> well, a couple in Kansas. Doc are... B's picture. That's not fair. No, it's not funny, Nick. It's not. Couple in Kansas are going to court to fight over whether or not to have their baby son circumcised. The father, Rodney Grisham, says circumcising his nine-day-old son is is akin to sexual assault. His mother, however, Sheila, wants the procedure carried out in line with her fundamental Christian beliefs. The couple are now going to court to try to get some help from a judge. I thought circumcision was a fundamental belief of Judaism. I did too. I don't know exactly what her religion. Oh, she is a member of the First Pentecostal Church in Wichita, and the pastor there says circumcision isn't strictly necessary for salvation, but is still important. We've talked about this before. That was we have three sons, and that was a tough call because somewhere along the way, around. Um, I guess after Shane was born, we came to be more aware of the brutality that is mm -hmm. circumcision. And really, in this day and age, that it's not a necessity anymore. And we, with our third son arriving, Cody, we were really of the mind to say, you know what? Now that we know and we're aware, you know, I mean, when you don't know, it's one thing. But when you become aware of it, that... Maybe we shouldn't have Cody circumcised, but we were in the difficult position of the fact that dad circumcised, brother one, brother two was circumcised, and then mm -hmm. Cody would be odd man out. And that is a consideration. There's a there's an immediate emotional consideration of you know of being different from your siblings and your father and, and all that kind of stuff like that. If we had had the, uh, you know, if if we had had the knowledge up with the first one, we might have. I think we probably would have opted Dickhead. to not have any of them circumcised. Uh, now we're we're all circumcised, right, Dark Side? Are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's right, freckle. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess theoretically you could have a freckle on the foreskin as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
did you know with Connor? Did you have any discussions uh, as to whether or not to circumcise him? Or was just um, no. I mean, it was pretty much just. I guess common knowledge between the two of us, we were going to have it done. I mean, I w- I would have felt weird not having him circumcised, you know, because that's kind of weird looking. I suppose you know? you're not. It's just you're used to it the other way, maybe. <clears throat> yeah, you know, more yeah. and more people are right. You're used to it the other way. More and more people are not having it circumcised, mm-hmm. going on natural. So uh, it's becoming less and less weird. It's I don't very see where Euro. The, yeah, I don't see where the problem is, like, getting the child circumcised. Because, I mean, the cleanup afterwards, as far as taking care of it, it's not even a week long, you know, until it's pretty much well, healed they and say, everything. They were saying it? now, the school of thought, if you talk to a lot of people, uh, OBGYNs, is that they do tend to feel some pain. Are you kidding? They scream their bloody heads off. Well, you'd think. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, like, unanesthetized, un- un- you know? And it's it's... It's, I mean, they feel it. Mm -hmm. Good God. They cry like crazy and then they sleep for hours because they're so, uh, it's such an emotional, it's an emotional and physical um, effort on their part. Have you seen my wiener? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's in the tray over there going to the... (laughs) (laughs) Well, taxi drivers in Oslo are set to start handing out condoms to passengers. The glove compartments of 700 taxis have been stocked with condoms. Norwegian health authorities believe people will find it easier to ask a driver for a condom in the privacy of a cab rather than buying them in public. The move is part of a drive to reduce unwanted pregnancies and the rise in sexually transmitted diseases. The taxis will be equipped with a sign on their dashboard saying, Forgot your condom? Ask the driver. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> I, can't, I, I would feel funny. My image, and I know they used to drive a cab, D, but I wouldn't want to be getting any kind of prophylactic from most of the cabbies yeah, I, I see mean, in the city. <laughs> could you imagine? You know, they're like, packaged. It's not like they're loose I hanging know, out. But a lot of times I'm just sliding my money to them without... Keep it. Keep it. Hey, uh, cabbie, you, uh, you got any condos? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. Uh, sure, you want some? Uh, this one's I own, barely used. Um, well, they, they fit perfectly in those little slots, the money slots. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect item to slide in there. Uh, you know, I think anything that makes them more accessible and so people will use them right. is probably a, not a bad thing. You know, and Beth, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe asking Mr. Cabby is, you know, asking Reverend Jim for. <laughs> right, that's what I mean. For a prophylactic. Maybe that's not for you. Right. Yeah, you want need somebody to use it. <laughs> but uh, for other people, like a Nick, for example. You know that might who jumps in a cab that may, that might make, get him this to be sure to to protect himself. Yeah, though, and get, get me others. To the promise land. <laughs> but can you wear? Let's say you're not circumcised. You're uncircumcised. Can you wear a condom? How does that work with a foreskin? Oh, you don't need one. You don't need one. Yes, you do. <laughs> Of, of course you can. I don't. I, mean, I assume you can. I think, yeah. It's the same shape, people. And I, I mean, uh, I've never, se- I've never seen an uncircumcised penis, even like in a book, you know, <laughs> like even in a physiology book in college or anything. But well, I, from what I hear, they in their um, they like hang off like is it a piece of skin st- just hanging in the state in which you would need to use a condom. 
you can't see it because see, it sort of folds over, I guess. That does, it, it, no, no, no. I mean, it sort of flattens out. Hand. <laughs> You're freaking me. <laughs> Where's my ball? It, I, I believe that that basically, <laughs> in an aroused state, yeah. it it comes out of the it slips out of it because it grows out of it. So it's just around the outside. Come on, no- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so in an aroused state, it is the same. It looks, appears the same as a, a regular one. Kind of pops out like... <laughs> Somebody's got to be calling. I know. <laughs> somebody help Who's holding? <laughs> Who out there is holding? See, the reason why I'm wondering, because I would like to get this foreskin put back on. Because <laughs> I know I, I heard from a few women that they've enjoyed sex more with people that are uncircumcised than Excuse circumcised. Excuse me while I whip this out. So I'm thinking you're adding a little bit extra. You know what I mean? Like a little... <laughs> Little Chicken. something something dust. No, you know? it's not. It doesn't give you Chicken. any added length. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but maybe it's like, like Puccini. Puccini it gives like Puccini's penis. Did you ever see Puccini's penis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Come yeah, on, yes, fess up. Yes, I was penis. All right, yeah. Well, that's what it's like. Like, yeah, but dogs get the red... <laughs> they, they have their fur and stuff in hair, and then the little red thing comes popping out. Yeah, well, I don't mean it's exactly like that. It's not like a little red thing. <laughs> but, but the way it comes out of the, of yeah. the, the fur hair, furry, yeah. hairy thing. Uh, <laughs> like a popsicle stick coming like a, out of the wrapper. Like a sheath. Uh, <laughs> it's a sheath. There you go. There you yeah. go. Thanks, by the way. All you uh, sir, uncircumcised guys out there, thanks for the help at 860-664-4444. It's the radio. We can't see you. <laughs> Be, stand tall, don't, for God's sake. Don't say can't hang. stumble around like idiots. <laughs> hey, well, speaking of Puccini and other poodles, of course, I had one too, and... People who are poodle owners who who've had a poodle in the past or who just like poodles tend to take a lot of ribbing from the other dog lovers out there. Sure. Nick, you can testify to that. Oh, of course. Well, here's a story that will toughen up poodles' images forever. This happened in Belgium. Police in Brussels found a poodle eating its elderly owner's face after she died at her home. Wow. The widow who lived with her dog died. And neighbors said they could hear the poodle barking every morning. But finally, when they didn't hear the dog barking anymore, police went to the residence to find that the dog had started eating her. Now that is a tough dog. (laughs) That is a freaking hungry dog. (laughs) It's not much meat on a dead old woman. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, that's not right, dude. Well, That's dark, not right. This next story, Dark Side, should you should find interesting, having just had tattoo work done yesterday. In New York, a man who had 13 laser surgeries to have a misspelled tattoo removed has finally settled a lawsuit against the shop responsible. Joseph Beam settled with Body Art World of Seaside, New Jersey, for around $7,000, just as the trial was about to get underway. He had gotten his shoulder tattooed in 1999, showing a knife stabbing a man in the back with the words... That were supposed to say, why not everyone else does, but when it was misspelled said, why not everyone Elise does. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to suck. So, he's had to have that taken off. That's got, I, you know, I've, I've had some words tattooed on my body. Darcy, do you have any words on there? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, you got that. I have Connor, and then uh, I have Pro Libertate, which is like for liberty in Latin. Yeah, like I like checked, double checked, and triple checked the Latin spelling of the phrase on my arm because it's like that's that's like embarrassing if people come mm -hmm. up to you and say, "Dude, it's spelled wrong." You know, it's, it, that's not right after it's been done. So it's because that's like. I don't know. You can kind of you can kind of fix up a a, a screw up in the artwork, mm -hmm. but but letters that's embarrassing. <laughs> Why not? Everyone at least does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that's, I think. What I call my next album that. Yeah, <laughs> but in Latin, I'll put it in Latin so it's cooler. Well, Tom Cruise instead is of Connor at first. They wrote boner. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, they could change the B to an N and then put it in the CO. Well, Tom Cruise is finally coming clean and admitting that he does have a new lady in his life. And she is Penelope Cruz. You may know her oh. from such movies as um, that one, All the Pretty Horses, and that other one she did where she played a chef. Oh, I know who she is, mm -hmm. and she's she's like I won't say the direct opposite of uh, Nicole, but she's Pretty shorter close. and Italian, you know, the dark or Spanish, very dark. She's from yeah. where's she from? Is she from Spain? Yeah, she's from Spain. Mm. She's from Spain. Uh, so you know, it doesn't suck. To be Tom Cruise. <laughs> Life seems noticed? pretty good. Yeah, apparently it's a, wait a minute. Her name is Penelope Cruz, and he's Tom Cruise. I know, isn't that cute? Well, that's not too bad. You know, I actually screwed up on uh, you know that all or nothing tattoo that Sean got. Originally, they, they made a mistake. They thought he wanted all you can eat <laughs> tattooed on there, <laughs> but but they fixed it. All right, yeah, finally, nice. Beth. Yeah. Finally, some an authority, Kathy from Farm. Who, uh, Kathy, I'm assuming you've had experience with circumcised and uncircumcised penises. Yeah, I have. I'm a nurse. Okay. Uh, one okay. way or another. Yeah. One way or another. Could you please? We're, we're stumbling around here like like idiots. Uh, you guys, I'm listening. You guys are just stumbling around over there, kind of <laughs> making stabs in the dark. It's we know what it looks like. It's what the thing is is all penises. One way or another, look the same in the uh, "quote unquote" aroused state. Okay. So it's it doesn't matter if you're circumcised or uncircumcised. Once you are in an aroused state, the foreskin falls back from the head of the penis, and it all looks the same. <laughs> so now I think I, you guys well, feel I think, <laughs> yes. Well, we need an authority. But also, I think I know why some women have said then that they found it more sexually satisfying to be with a man with a foreskin because it gives them some extra material down around the shaft that probably has a way of stimulating more. Actually, it's kind of opposite. It's not so much for the women as it is for the guys. Uh, the foreskin actually keeps the sensitivity to the tip of the penis. Oh, because it's out. It's not rubbing against your, it, your yeah, yep. That's exactly pants it. and stuff like that. Does it? Is it like? Is it okay? I got. I gotta ask. Okay, because <laughs> Nick's a, okay. All, I don't know if I'll be able to answer, but try. Okay, in an aroused state, because it's coming out of a of a foreskin, and is it all like slimy and stuff? Oh, it's not like a disgusting worm. I mean, people keep <laughs> themselves clean, D. Well, no, I didn't mean slimy with like, you know, like uh, whatever. Just, no, you know. it's just 
skin. Skin like on your arm or just skin like on a regular penis. That's all it is. Go ahead, Not Nick. Much, what's your question, more Nick? or less. Uh, can you uh, can you put the foreskin back on? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Last time, first off, anybody who would like to try and go through this procedure, by all means, go ahead. But I don't. I have never heard of reattaching a foreskin. Mm. I think once it's off, you've you've kind of lost that part of your birthday suit. Because you'd have to sew it back onto a really sensitive area, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. I mean, do you really want somebody to? give you an, a Novocaine injection there? That probably might hurt a little. Might feel good. But do, do you get... <laughs> All right. What about when these Somebody guys... Deviant? What about these guys? I got to know about this foreskin thing now. What happens when they wake up in the morning? Do you know how sometimes you go to take your first pee of the day and it shoots out way to the right? <laughs> I mean, if if you got foreskin in there, is there a chance like that's going to be really dirty and you got to? I don't clean think both of his paddles are in the it water. Is, it is an issue that unless you keep, you have to keep good, um, pretty good hygiene of yourself because it is easy to get. It did to be dirty and get some infections around there. You have to clean around it pretty pretty diligently, to my understanding. Okay, thank you. So, Are special so tools? something you really want. You're not going to benefit much from an extra flap of skin. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Okay, okay. He wants any right, help so, down there he can get, I guess. Okay, so I guess like a soft toothbrush or something like that will do the oh. trick. <laughs> He's probably soap and water, I would think. is probably <laughs> sufficient. Okay, one last question. Know, just, uh, I, know, I think just the soap and water will do. No, uh, no abrasives. You should be all, all right, set. Kathy. One last question: If sure. is it um, because it's like not exposed to? Well, it's never exposed to the light, but because it's covered most of the time, is it a different color? No, it's <laughs> it does. You know, you don't pull back the foreskin, and it's an albino by any chance. It's just okay, okay, <laughs> all right, or or maybe black. <laughs> <It's a> black. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not hey. taking good care of it if it's black. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Kathy from Farmington. Nurse Kathy calling in. Thank you for for talking about a difficult subject. (laughs) Okay, Beth, back to you. All right. Well, Robert Downey Jr. was back in court again yesterday on yet another drug charge. Toothhead. Doper. Nose candy. Coke. He'll not be going to prison. He dodged that again. He is on probation for another three years. This stemming from a November cocaine arrest in Palm Springs, California. He'll also, of course, have to go through drug rehab, and there are many other terms. He'll pay some fines. Uh, he will be able to get some work, however, during some of this period. And the oh, judge, kidding. judge told him, if you blow this, it's going to be really bad, and it's straight to prison with him. He said he understood. So hopefully, hopefully, he'll clean up his act this time. Well, apparently, he has been able to take advantage of a brand new law out there. He's the first person. Some, you know, some new law that's passed that basically sends people back for rehabilitation and for you know in, in situations like this. But he's got a uh, four. He's got he's on probation, and I think he gets a mandatory four years prison sentence if mm-hmm. he falls off again. Four years. Yeah. Who thinks he's going back? I'll tell you, I really hope not, but uh, I think that he, so far in the past, has shown that he's really lured back to the drugs every time. It's over, Jenny. 
Yeah, I think. I mean, of course, he's going to be uh, in a, in a place for a year, so he'll be clean. But yeah, he has unfortunately shown that he cannot resist, and he's got crappy friends. You know, this is last time he got busted. His buddies took him out to a strip club, you know, and 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 then out to a party afterwards where there was drugs and stuff. What kind of friends are those? I know this guy needs new friends. Robert, come hang out with me. You won't get high. You'll be bored to tears, but you won't be high. <laughs> Well, Katie Couric has another year left on her Today Show contract, but sources are saying that she wants out when that contract is up. Apparently, she's been talking to her agent and may not want to do the show much longer at all, partly due to the hours and the fact that she isn't seeing her children off to school. Another issue speculated is that she's been dating Tom Werner of The Cosby Show and Third Rock from The Sun fame. He's a producer and that he lives in L.A. and, of course, she lives in New York and that's a strain on their relationship. So... Uh, the bad news is that Katie may be leaving. The good news is that job looks like it's open. There you go, Beth. It's time. <laughs> you could be America's sweetheart. You're already Hartford's sweetheart. You're Connecticut's sweetheart. You're D-Center Radio audience's sweetheart. No, she's not dating Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's what she said. No, no. Tom Warner. Oh. He's a producer of the Cosby Show. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. A message. He's dating Bill Cosby. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it was like, good it's for him. Katie. I will tell you, I saw some of Katie Kirk during our vacation, and wow, she she is. has not looked better. Yeah, she all, looks great. Oh, she is so attractive. I need a woman like that. Damn it. Well, she's uh, dating this guy, but they're not married. <laughs> yeah. Dark side. If you, I mean, and, and Nick, if you need a woman, I think you know what you have to do. You know, I mean, you got him. Dark side. Can you tell him what he has to do? Because he's he's dying for this chick, and she has never looked. He's dying over there, Dark Side. Oh, she's sure. never looked better. No, she hasn't. She's she looks very attractive. She's been through a lot mm -hmm. too. You know, I I hope that she's. This isn't just a ploy. Like, what was her former partner's name? He's on TV. Um, Greg Gumbel. Brian Gumbel. Yeah. It was this big. He was leaving. And all of a sudden, he pops up like two days later, like on another show. And now he's back doing mornings again. Well, you want cattle, you take the cattle. When you want food, you take the food. When you want a woman, you just take the woman. Yeah. Hey, bring on the Cruise down there, man. <laughs> Some speculation that she may take over for Rosie O'Donnell and Rosie that? leaves, but that's just a rumor. Hmm. Well, she—I mean, you know, she's got so much money. She's been very successful. I think she would just be incredibly smart, especially since she's dating some really wealthy yeah. guy as well. To just say walk away, you know. All right, that's Do some little things on the side. Well and good for Katie. Let's talk about me. I'm used to okay. getting up early. That's not a problem, <laughs> right? I can do this clever back and forth banter. I've been doing this for years. Yes, you're very sharp. I have hardcore I news experience. Yes, you do. Uh, you and Al Roker could go at it back and forth. I think uh, you can yeah. handle yourself. I, some Hollywood stylists get a hold of me. I can look pretty darn good. Mm. I think I am ready. <laughs> Call David Katz, our agent. <laughs> get him on the phone. <laughs> Call him now. Boy, they're going to regret not signing you up, Lockwood. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'm going to regret it. No, of course, I would never leave you guys unless, of course, that job was offered to me. If you were offered that job and you said, I'm not leaving, I'd push you out the door. <laughs> I'd, I'd drive you there, okay? I don't think it's going to happen, but anyway. So I'll tell you what. You could pretend that you're loyal and everything like that, and I'll insist. Oh, thank you, Dave. Okay, when, when the call comes.
finalists, just let me tell you this. Iggy Pop is doing a gig in Scotland. The gig on the green, it's called, in Glasgow. And he put together an interesting backstage rider. Of course, D, you've put these together. These are the things the bands want in their dressing rooms. Sure. This a couple is the necessities. Let me sure. say what's normally on there. Uh, water, mm-hmm. some deli trays, some beer if people like to drink, maybe even get crazy, put some cigarettes, towels, you know, coffee, tea, necessities to do a good show. What does Iggy Pop have on his list? Well, the first thing he wants is broccoli florets, which he hates, so he plans to throw, thre- throw straight in the garbage. He also asked for huge pizzas to either eat or give to the homeless. He also wanted some organic cigarettes, explaining they're made out of pure organic tobacco with no additives. They must be really good for you. In fact, I'm going to start smoking for health reasons. (laughs) And lastly, probably the most bizarre thing, he wanted seven dwarves dressed up as the dwarves were in that film about the dwarves. He hasn't missed a step, that guy. He is not. <laughs> <laughs> One of the uh, promoters for the show said, We all had a good laugh when we saw Iggy's demands. Getting a hold of the seven dwarfs, dwarfs isn't going to be easy, but we'll handle it. What is the matter with all of you? Don't you understand? This man is crazy. He's Iggy Pop, Dark Side. Of course he's insane. What is, what's, oh, what's this gig oh. he's doing over there? It's uh, called the... The gig on the gig on the green in Glasgow. No, that's all. You know what? I've always been really reasonable with my rider, just asking for what I need. If in fact I do wind up doing some more shows, or next summer I go out into Europe and do some shows, I got to throw some stuff on there. It's just completely insane and gratuitous. Why not? Everybody does. Yeah, just some crazy, crazy stuff. You know, like well, like uh, Van Halen had uh, what no. Brown or green M and M's, no mm-hmm. green M and M's, and uh, Coney Island whitefish. They used to ask for, which everybody would struggle to try and figure out what the hell it was, and then finally somebody got it, and they put a bunch of prophylactics on a tray for them because that's what a Coney Island whitefish is. That's a used prophylactic floating around in the water by Coney Island. We saw a few of those when we were down there, by the way. <laughs> so I'm going to put some crazy stuff on there. What else you got Baseball there, Baseball yesterday. Red Sox over Montreal, 6-5. Yankees get by the Phillies, 6-3. Took them 13 innings. And the Mets shut out Toronto, 3-0. Showers around today, a high in the upper 70s. Tonight, cloudy, a few showers linger. And in the 60s and for tomorrow, clouds and 80. It's 65 at 927. Hey, what's Sean's? I wonder what Fault Line's rider is like. Do they have a rider? Things, demands, things you ask for, or anything yeah. like that? No. That's, I can't ask for anything. That's a big Twinkie. <laughs> oh. How about a Twinkie? <laughs> yeah, a case of Twinkies. Ho- a case of Twinkies. <laughs> so you look forward to the day when they say to you, uh, what's on your rider? So Where's the beef? So, okay, so hypothetically, if you had a rider, what would you put on there? Honestly, probably just, I mean, my dick, 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 water dick, dick, and dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, water and cigarettes. Donuts. No. What about the rest of the guys? I don't know what they would want. Well, uh, some some water beers. and cigarettes, that's it? Yeah. I don't want much. Some beers for the no. guys? Well, yeah, maybe for them. I don't drink before. Okay. So. Well, I wasn't saying, I was thinking for the band. Okay. So, yeah, the groupies need something. They can't just have water and cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> what about the groupies? Yeah. Oh, condoms. Any odd demands? Any condoms? There you go. Doper. Nose candy. Coke. Okay. Jack Daniels. Many, if you can get crazy, Jack, well, any crazy, anything you'd want to ask for? Something crazy? 
Uh, no, nothing too crazy. Maybe a I'm sure you'll think of it. Strippers. Okay, yeah, oh, there you go. Now you're thinking. <laughs> All right, we're taking a break. We're coming back, uh, and um, we basically we, we've got some uh, emails to read for you. People have been writing to us, reacting to things. Got some uh, interesting websites that people want to share with us. Somebody is doing some. Um, how's the best put this some uh, specialty work with barbie dolls online which i think uh, dark side is going to find fairly interesting when we get back so uh, do stick around for more d steiner radio what do we learn today is on the way as well and i think i'll have the the latest uh, list of euro locations We've got a bunch of brand new euro locations and wait what mike from lebanon's on the phone what do you mean you got a coney island correction for me mike what did I say uh, wrong? It's a used tampon floating around in the water. Oh, no. Oh, that's disgusting. I never heard that before. I think that's something different. That's not a whitefish. <laughs> something completely different. So you're telling uh, us to go to Coney Island, huh? <laughs> well, I didn't say go swimming. <laughs> All right, stick around for more D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Zip, zip. I'm On Radio 104. A uh, breakdown here. Now back to the Snyder Radio. Stop fucking running right now! What do you mean? I'm trying to understand. Who are you? The Snyder Radio on Radio 104. I've got a couple things i got to tell you before we get into the uh, email reaction, different things going on. First of all, Everclear Civic Tour prize pack all day today. Every hour, we're giving away a pair of tickets to, uh, there we go, to see the Everclear show tomorrow night at the Webster Theater, which will include meet and greet passes, the complete Everclear CD catalog, and an Everclear t-shirt. But that's not all. You'll be entered to win an autographed Everclear guitar, and you'll also be entered in the national drawing for a brand new 2001 Honda Civic EX Coupe, customized by the guys in Everclear. Every hour today through Carlito's show. Give us a call right now at 860-666-4444. And you'll win the prize pack and the chance to win the car and the guitar. And by the way, Everclear is going to be on Chaz's show tomorrow. So you want to tune in for that, okay? All right, now, I need some other kind of music because we've got a bunch of new Euro locations I want to tell you about. Um, the complete list, of course, is at Radio104.com. Click on the D-Euro icon. The list will print out. Check out these new locations, okay? This is where you can get your D-Euro sticker and represent D-Snyder Radio. In Ansonia at Family Laundry. In Branford at Branford Hobbies and Strategic Environmental Solutions. In Clinton at Aragoni Detailing LLC. Or Aragoni. I don't think the pronunciation on that. In Danbury at Gateway Country and HD Automotive. In New Britain at Sherwin-Williams Paint Stores. In New Haven at Ted's Auto Center and West Gourmet. In Trumbull, Lake and Main Service Center got them. In Vernon, We Are Wireless. In Waterbury, Town Plot Spirit Shop. And in Watertown, Depot, Squares, Wine and Liquors, and Cavallo's Italian Specialty Shop slash Deli, parentheses, Oakville. What does that mean? Oakville section of Watertown. Oh, okay. In Massachusetts, pick them up in Agawam at Country Jeep, in Amherst at Mailboxes, etc. And on Long Island, Strong Island, another location. In Sag Harbor, out on the East End, North Fork, at Tightline Tackle. Okay, the complete list, like I said, is Radio104.com. And you can stop calling now because Brian from Berlin won the tickets. Will Cow will have some to give away in just a minute. But now, 
for your listening pleasure. Some D-mail. People write to me at Captain Howdy at our new address, Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com. Okay, that's clearchannel.com. First, some quick thank yous, Beth. People who just took the time to write a nice letter, say something nice about the show or whatever. Uh, people like Big Steve, uh, Jay Hart, with letter Aaron. Want to thank Corey from Bridgeport for all the things he said. And Sal, Katrina in Westfield, Massachusetts. Thanks a lot. Bird Dog, appreciate the support. Presto from Shelton, glad to hear all those nice things. Thank you very much. Again, remember, don't respond to every letter. Don't read every letter on the air. Some are read, but do read every single letter. And uh, love to get any comments whatsoever, okay? All right, now. Now to D-mail in, in hand. Subject D is legally blonde. <laughs> All right, I know where this is headed. This is from Lou's mom. D, I did not have access to a phone today when you were discussing dumb blondes and their place in comedy over the ages. When Beth mentioned Marilyn Monroe and you continued on mentioning Gene Harlow and others, you said Billie Holiday. I noticed that too. I just You were on a roll, so I let go. <laughs> Well, as far as I know, Billie Holiday was neither blonde nor a comedic actress, but was in fact a black blues singer in the 30s and 40s, as in Lady Sings the Blues. So a blonde moment, so a blonde moment on your past, but who were you really thinking of? I couldn't figure that out either. I th there's, it must be, there's another one with the last name Holiday, Holiday, who in the 30s and 40s was a blonde comedic actress. Uh, she was Caucasian. I just saw this whole piece. That's where I was quoting from. Is there another actress with the last name Holiday? Who I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of. I could have sworn it was Billie Holiday, but I know Billie Holiday, Lady Sings the Blues, and all that stuff. So I don't know who I was thinking of, but uh, her last name is Holiday. Maybe somebody out there knows who I'm talking about. Did a dumb blonde movie. Um, on the subject of plus-size lingerie, we got into that a little bit this morning when we recapped it. Now, Mrs. Grizzly Adams points out that she heard my remarks about plus-size lingerie, and she says that she's six feet tall, and lingerie companies don't generally make tall sizes, so she has to get plus-size lingerie just for the length alone. Yeah. And, you know... I said this earlier, and I just want to clarify again. We got what, 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 what? He's just you know, yeah. yeah. No, this I like. Uh, it's always a lot of guys my size, like let's say average height of like five seven five eight. Um, I love how he brings down the average height by several inches. <laughs> average, yeah. Yeah. yeah, average. Five five. We 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 average in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> we fantasize about these taller women. They're really hot. Yeah. I'm not small like that. Like, Sean is small and portly. But I am like, you see me, I'm, I'm an average guy. You know what? Now, I have definitely seen this. Now, there are guys who are less than average height, like 5'7". Uh... I'm and like people like um, the bass player. Remember the I told you this band from people may know called Zebra, okay? And their bass player, he's about five three, Felix, and uh, and um, you take you know Angus Young, who's four eleven. Is he that short? And, yes. Wow. Oh yeah. The, f the first thing he said to Cody 
when we met him a couple years ago, and Cody was seven, says, hey, you're almost bigger than me. With his ugly Aussie accent with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. You're almost bigger than me. They're at 4'11 and really slight. And these guys have hooked up with these like six footers. And I remember this classic image in my mind of being backstage at an ACDC show. Angus's wife, or then wife, is from Holland. And she's over six feet tall and she was wearing like five inch spike heels. And Angus was getting ready to go on stage. And he was facing his wife, and he had that little schoolboy outfit on, the shorts, the backpack, and the hat, mm -hmm. all four foot eleven. She's sitting there towering at like five, at six five, and she was facing him, and she was talking to him, and she was like, had her point with her finger, like ge gesturing, and looked like some mother yelling at a school kid. So, Nick, you're definitely right. A lot of, uh, should we say, slighter men in some stature really like to go for it. Is it what is it a conquest thing or something? Like you know, you get out the pitons and you're climbing Mount Everest. What's the deal? Yeah, I just want them to like tackle me and like have their legs flying out everywhere and big long arms and stuff. And then I want to flip them over and like climb on them like a jungle gym or something. You know, fur-bearing mammal for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> well, the point of the whole thing we were talking about, by the way, is uh, that's right. They're all the same laying down. I think that's what you're trying to say, Nick. Was that? Uh, Mrs. Grizzly Adams. My point, and we discussed this earlier, was that people who are designing clothing might want to consider larger women. I'm talking about lingerie when in their designs, because they're clearly designing things for petite women, for the most part. All right. Although some models are like six footers, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Klepto Kyle wrote in. Subject, not a real sports fan. D, as I've mentioned before, I am a diehard Yankee fan. And my entire bloodline has been Yankee fans all the way back to my granddad. Yesterday, during what we learned today, a caller claimed to be a Yankee fan and a Red Sox fan. This is quite possibly the biggest oxymoron you've ever said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or ever said. It's kind of like jumbo shrimp. Mm -hmm. Okay. Beth and I have had our clashes over the Red Sox-Yankees debate many times before, but I think we can bury the hatchet for a moment to agree that anyone who does not take a side in this debate cannot be a true baseball fan. Beth Lockwood. Well, I thought it was odd, too, that he said that he was both a Yankee fan and a Red Sox fan because I didn't think that you could have that in the same person. I really didn't. I, I have never heard of anyone liking both teams. I don't even think I know anybody who likes the Yankees and the Mets, <laughs> really. Yeah, Exa yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I guess that was odd. Maybe he just never really formed an allegiance, and he's just sort of a fan of baseball and doesn't like any team. But I don't know. I still find it strange. All right, well, They're here's... Strange. Uh, so you want to you talk have about to root strange. for one or the other during the game. You have to. Well, Nick def definitely agrees there. Yeah. Uh, here, you want to talk about a strange subject, not your sister's Barbie. Dark side, get your typing fingers ready. D, you've got to give this website over the air. It's classic. It's a porn Barbie site that's twisted and graphic. It's at geocities.com slash Barbie. <laughs> or its sister site at hardcorebarbie.tripod.com. And this is thanks from Doomy Barbie. So this must be the website mastermind here. Dark side, uh, as I thought for your viewing enjoyment. 
cool. Beth, I'm sure you'll be checking it out. Yeah, I used to <laughs> love to play with Barbie when I was a kid. However, I think this might be different. <laughs> uh, okay, Dark Side, any luck? No, I'm still trying. Okay. Dot .tripod.com? Yeah, hardcorebarbie.tripod, T-R-I-pod.com. The other one was at geocities.com. Do like me, Barbie. People doing stuff to themselves with Barbies or Barbies kind of like doing each other? What's the other one? Uh, geocities? Uh, geocities.com slash do me Barbie. Okay, here we go. While you're looking, I'm going to read another one. On During our vacation, an interesting story uh, went by. And Diesel Doug's here to remind us. D, I noticed in this month's SI, at Sports Illustrated, mm -hmm. page 37. Oh, yeah, I saw this. That Sylvester Stallone is considering making Rocky into a musical. <laughs> yeah, that was under Signs of the Apocalypse, I believe, Diesel <laughs> Doug. That's their, their regular uh, little feature in there. Did you hear about that, Beth? No, I didn't. What do you think, Nick? You're a big fan of Rocco, the big man, you know, uh, a musical, Rocky on Broadway, something you'd check out? Depends. The takeoff on Broadway, Broadway depend what Rocky it was. Like if it was Rocky Three when he was fighting Mr. T, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be like this. <laughs> tell you something here. Rocky was better than any fighter that's ever lived. He's better than, I mean, Rocky would beat the crap out of Mike Tyson in Mike Tyson's heyday. Sylvester so Stallone would. Rocky would have. No. Adrian. Yeah. Adrian. It's no, really, Adrian. It's really difficult to beat up an Italian guy with a temper. Never mind an Italian guy with a temper who's in shape. So, uh, yeah, and when you got this music, I would go see that musical in a second. Yeah, definitely. Well, well it's something he's contemplating. Cool. And uh, these catchy tunes could be brought to life. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, another movie review from Spudfish who went to see the score. It says uh, that this summer's blockbuster was anything but. Uh, from the beginning, you are led to believe the movie will be something like Mission Impossible. But uh, they couldn't be farther from the truth. The opening sequence and the very end were the best parts of the movie. The middle dragged and was uneventful. But in spite of that, Spudfish gives three out of five Spudfishes. Isn't three kind of a good rating? I, I think that seems high. Yeah, well, people see for yourself. We'll find out if Spudfish has actually got any accuracy to the reviews. But she does head out to all the films and gives a heads up. It's, um, it's getting mediocre reviews in the press, mm -hmm. actually. All right, here's an interesting letter coming in, and I thought maybe I'll make this the last one. Uh, oh, I got two right here. I got three. We got it. I'll give you a quick three. One, D, I love your show. How about getting a haircut? Seems like you're slowly transforming into Howard Stern. What? You're blonde. I'm blonde. My head's shaved on the side, and it's combed straight back. Uh, what pictures are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Looking at. <laughs> I don't know what pictures they checked out. Nobody okay. Messes with the dude. That's right. I actually grew, grew the mullet out, and now the back's growing. It's getting kind of long in the back there now. But I decided I want that length back. Um, no, Nick, I'm not going back there. <laughs> also, uh, Clark's brother Griswold wrote in to say that the road golf thing was a blast. They had the, uh, the sign up this week. 
Dark's out of here. You stopped by for a few minutes? Yeah, I went by uh, before the game all started and everything like that to bring him his club, bring Brett the club, and they were marking off the field. Dude, it's a really nice field, man. They got it. They're hooked up over there, dude. All right. Well, if you want to find out more, we're still looking for more uh, players. Go to www.roguegolf.com. This is full contact golf, and they've got all the equipment needed thanks to sponsors. So if you're 18 years or over and you want to join the party and you want to play a real man's game that Darkside and myself have played, uh, head on, go over to www.roguegolf.com. <laughs> what? Nick, what? Nick played. I played it. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Oops, I slipped out of my mind. Yes, that's right. You were our driver. Yeah. You actually did the uh, the putting and the driving. Yeah. You were, you were a big player. You were very good. <laughs> Final letter. Said, subject, hey, it's me, the casket man. No, not my brother. D, I just moved out here from New York City. I'm Hispanic, and I love to listen to your radio station. I tell my friends that you guys are the best station here in Springfield, Mass. <laughs> How true. But my friends say that because I'm Hispanic, I shouldn't be listening to you guys. What's up with that? I don't know. So do me a favor, D, because they listen to you too. <laughs> tell them that I said to blow off. I'll continue listening no matter what. Could it be that once again you are angry at something else and are looking to take it out on me? I don't understand that. <laughs> we've got, uh, I mean, we've got plenty of Hispanic listeners. We've got Rastas listening, African Americans, Caucasians, Native Americans. I welcome everybody. Come on, Nick loves Puerto Rican women, right? Oh, I You're love You're crazy about it. Oh, they scream sex. They're awesome. Yeah, he's, he's moving to Southie. He's moving to Southie. Yeah. Okay. He's just, he's just, uh, so, uh, Casket Man, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. You can't listen because you're Hispanic. What kind of crazy, stupid... Beth, aren't you indignant? I think it's crazy, too, D. It's crazy. It's, it's wild, cookie crazy. All right. Captain Audi at clearchannel.com. That's the address, people. Don't be afraid to write. But right now, it's time to play What Have We Learned Today? Give us a call right now at 860-666-4444. Tell us what you learned from today's program. It's as simple as that. And in return, you'll receive Nick. Uh, we got a decent radio prize pack D with awesome stuff because it's all stuff that uh, we gave out at D-Day. It includes a D-Day 2 commemorative CD, a D-Day 2 hat, a signed picture of our little group here, and a D-Euro sticker. All that I, for what are we I doing? wish this was TV because you were doing a beautiful Carol Meller from, Merrill from The Price is Right, <laughs> like holding it up, and you were doing the hand gestures. Sure. It's, it's really great. All right. Call now. What do we learn today is next. This is D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Call D now. 666-4444. You may not love me now, but I can try, try, try. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Did I say that? Yes, you said that. Radio today is next 860-666-4444 and like we said we've got the limited edition prize pack it's uh some stuff we have a few things left over from d-day 2 
So these hats won't be reproduced, and uh, neither will these best of commemorative CDs that we put together. Although we are considering making like a, a double CD for charity and selling them. But that's, you know, just in the talking stages. So lock one in now, and it won't be the same as this one anyway. And a quick, few more quick thank yous. People who wrote in, people like Heather, Matt Fitz. No, I don't want my toolbox back. And Bree Bree 6. Again, all nice letters. Okay, are we ready, man? Time to do a little singing. We got a sponsor today, Dark Side? No, nope. we don't. Nope. Sing it! What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. Hey, the first thing that I learned, Beth, is that uh, there was a revised Euro locations list, and I missed two locations. <laughs> in stores, Bird Dog Liquors, and in Waterbury, Skate the Planet. I don't want to diss those people reading a new list and they waited for their names to be read and they weren't read. So I did that. But now let's talk to Will from Manchester. Good morning, Will. Morning, D. How you doing, buddy? All right. So what did you learn today? Nick's VCR and a box of Cracker Jacks have one thing in common. They both have a prize inside. <laughs> <laughs> Very different prizes. Yes. Who, who got to keep that prize? Did Nick hold on to that? Hold on, Will. Yeah, it disappeared. I don't know where it went after that. <laughs> what was the name of the of the porno that you found in Nick's VCR? I, I took it out and I read the label. I don't remember. One of them I know was um, Babe Watch. Four. Because he had a Babe Watch 4 because he had a couple of them on the side of the VCR there. But the one in the VCR had his handwriting on it. I don't no, know what it was. that wasn't my handwriting. Dude, that was your handwriting. Don't be It us, was a man. homemade number? No, it wasn't a homemade number. I got that, I got the, that tape from... Uh, Pike a long time ago. So that's Pike's writing then, huh? Yeah. Uh -huh. But, um, yeah, that was a good one. This girl was getting uh, <laughs> double teams. It's good stuff. Okay, easy, little fella. Easy. Calm down now. Okay. Sorry. Oh, my God. Beth, seriously. <laughs> He's got that little creepy little I laugh. Know. When he, he gives me the total creeps. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Beth. Porn is all good. I mean, there's nothing. I don't it's have all... any problem with porn. It's just the way you get about it that gives me the creeps. Yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> okay, Beth. Anyhow, I learned all about the subtleties and nuances of the uncircumcised penis. Uh, yeah, well, we had at length, yeah, no pun thanks, intended. Thanks to Kathy from Farm. Yes, Kathy, the nurse, who finally called in after she let us. First, you know what? I'd like to mention to Kathy, it wasn't nice you let us stumble around for 15 whole minutes <laughs> like idiots. Uh, well, I think it's uh, <laughs> Beth. Like, I haven't seen one actually in my life. And, I, we, you know, and I'm trying to, well, uh, I think that it would probably. <laughs> <laughs> it took you sweet ass time calling Dickhead. us, Kathy. But she finally did, and she explained it mm -hmm. to us, which is all very good. You know, we have to keep this a little tighter today than usual. So, Dark Side Dave, I want you to tell us what you learned today. Right after we dance. <laughs> Okay. I learned that poodles are actually pretty badass. Mm -hmm. You know, sit there and eat your master's face after they're dead. That's badass. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? I don't think... Do uh, you know what movie or story, Beth, you know, eating someone's face came into play in? Yeah, Hannibal. Right. It was actually referred to 
in uh, in the first one in Silence of the Lambs. Which is, I know, not the first one. People calm down. And there's somebody freaking out, wasn't the first one, the Red Dragon was it? Like, okay, easy, easy, all right? Yeah, but he made a guy cut his face off and feed it to his dogs, but his dogs in the movie were like Dobermans or something. Only needed you know. poodles. Yeah, it wouldn't have been effective, though, if you saw, saw Puccini and Dusty go running up there and, like, wolfing down the face. It's not as, it's not as badass. Shit. You know? It is a badass. All right, we'll go to Jim from Milford. I think it'll be our last call, actually. Jim. Hey, D, how you doing? I'm good, man. So what'd you learn today, Jim? I learned today that when the four Snyder men line up in front of a trough someplace to take a pee, you're not going to be able to sing... Which one of these things is not like the other? Which one of these things just doesn't belong? Very good. No, no, we can't. Hold on a second, Jim. A little something extra in there for singing. Oh, hey, Nicholas. Come on, man. Yeah, like this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotta let the tension build. <laughs> Look, he's up on his feet. He's dancing around. Sting like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. Dance like a butterfly. So what'd you learn today, Nicholas? Hello. My name's Forrest. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Well, uh, besides, I gotta say something about this foreskin and the penis. I, I, it's not what I learned, but I, I well, I did kind of learn that I gotta do something about attaching some foreskin on there. That's my next project. <laughs> But um, besides that, I learned that... Is this before or after the Senior Olympics? Uh, this will be after the Senior Olympics. But uh, that's my next project, to go into a doctor's office and get some foreskin on my penis. Well, you should research Shame of the City uh, about foreskin oh, versus not foreskin. Thank you, Beth. Okay. Uh, Beth, there you uh, wh- go. What there I, you go. What I learned today, Dee, pertains to Beth. I learned that I already knew that Glenn was a hell of a guy, but... You know, to let Beth beat him in tennis. I mean, that is what, that's great because he did. It's not like he just fell down, you know what I mean? Or just laid out for the entire Hello. game. Johnny. He did not beat me in tennis. What's you don't that? Think so. No, he, he let you beat him. Do in you tennis. want to play me in tennis, loser? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,. I know you've been taking lessons and stuff, but I played a little bit of tennis back in my day, and I think I could give you a pretty good round. Oh no! Here we go. I mean, uh, retard. I'm no Bobby Riggs, but I think I could. uh, He lost. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) But I, I think I could. See, I think I could. Well, what you're, what you're, what you're hypothesizing here is that you think. That not only did, Be- did did Glenn let Beth win, yeah. but being smart about it, he made it appear like there was it was really a competition going on, exactly. and then wisely allowed her to win in the end. Exactly, yep. that's what I'm saying. Great, but guy. he didn't like throw the match like a really good guy who throws a boxing match. Right, makes it look like. It's a good fight, and then goes down very subtly in the end, but so nobody suspects. Glenn's a smart guy, you know what I mean? And he's a great guy, nice guy, so he did the right thing there, so uh, that's what I learned. Well, are you commenting that, is your, is your comment that there's no way a woman can beat a man, or that Beth is not very good in playing tennis? Where are you going? Uh, my this? comment is that guys, especially guys who are at in the least bit athletically inclined, 
don't really have to play much of a sport to beat a woman at it. I, how about swimming, Nick? Do you want to swim against me? I can't. I can't swim. Well, you just then you just killed your own. Yeah, but swi- swimming's not really a sport like <laughs> tennis is. I mean, okay, swim- okay, okay. I, you know what? You know I can't what? deal with him anymore. Can I? Uh, I'll, I'll just get back at you uh, for you. Okay, because what I learned today is because we got to go. Show's over. Is uh, is is just. I cannot believe the degree of in, in, inability, how badly enabled you have are in functioning in the world. <laughs> uh, your apartment he laughs is just is just a sad, sad statement. The whole <laughs> bringing your friends there, not being packed, garbage, clothes all over the place, can't open the doors, giggling like a schoolgirl. <laughs> And every day, I, I, I double-check myself with my own children, particularly my son Jesse, because there are signs of, the, of his, that we've enabled him in some fashion. And, I, and now I compare, I say, oh my God, I gotta, you know, I gotta check this, because what if he becomes like Nick? <laughs> and I'm not What's talking that? about violating himself and, and drinking and doing stuff like that. I, I don't, that's not the issue. Just this just helplessness out there on his own. <laughs> you know, I mean, Jesse went and, and uh, you know, turned the heater on on our pool, which doesn't know how to do, and left for two days. So went in the pool, it was like 95 degrees. <laughs> do you know what it takes to heat a pool to 95 degrees and how much heat is lost? He was like, oh, I, I forgot. We came home and, and you know, and, Je- and Jesse left our house unlocked. And I'm like, dude, you're 18. We have to try, you know what I mean? And this is, and now I look at Nick, and Nick is like, I just, I, Nick, you scare me. You make me worry for my own children. And every day you surprise me with just at how bad you are. See, I mean, don't leave it like a blanket statement like that. Like, I'm, I'm pretty conscientious person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are certain things that I let go in my life, but um, you know, I'm not. I'm not bumping on the walls and not, and I can function in society. Uh, you know, I, I might be a little bit misled, but uh, D, I'm starting to break the strings. I, I got, you know, I, I mean, my apartment apartment was a financial burden. Cut it off. It's done. No longer. You that, know was I mean? so that was I'm, good. So I, I get baby step, steps, D. But as tough so as fresh start. Is this a fresh start yeah, for as, you? you as I'm saying to you, as tough as it is being a parent this these days, you know. It's kind of tough being a kid, too. <laughs> You're 27. <laughs> I know. I had a child at 27. Dark side has a child at 27. Not that that's obligatory, but I mean, you know... Okay, okay. Nick is a child you know, at 27. <laughs> the show is over. We don't have time to take more phone calls. Uh, Beth, um, I, I think uh, Jim, the singing listener, is our winner, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't need Sean to run through them because we got to go. Jim, making it easy on you today, my friend. Thank you very much. You're the man. That was a good tune. It was funny. And you got the limited edition D. Snyder Radio prize pack. So hold on a second, okay? And we'll get your information. And Will, sorry, another day maybe. Uh, keep listening. Time for us to go. Will Cal's coming in here. He's got Everclear tickets to give away. And he's on for five hours, right? Mm-hmm. Five so hours. He's, so he's got five pairs of Everclear tickets to give away with the meet and greet passes and the T-shirt and the CD collection. 
okay, and the chance to win the guitar, and the chance to win the custom Honda Civic, all right? Keep listening, and that's going on all day long. So Chaz will be doing her thing, and, and, and Carlito as well, okay? Tomorrow, well, you can look forward to all the basics, all the good stuff that you come to know and love from D. Snyder Radio. But in particular, look forward to brand new On the Road with Mudbone and Sagan's Avas, which we did not get to today, okay? So uh, we'll do it tomorrow for sure, but sometimes we run out of show before we get to all the things we need to get to. Uh, anything else you need to know about? Well, Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com. The new address to write to us with all your responses, all your questions, all your statements. Also, check out dsnyderradio-peeps.org. It's the official D. Snyder Radio Peeps website, run by Peeps, for the Peeps. Join the party. Is there a link to this thing on our website, by the way? It should be. I believe so, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, let me double-check that for you before I well, say yes. Well, if it's not there, put it up there. So right. we'll put, a, put a button on there. And uh, also, the Peeps poll. Be sure to go to our website at Radio104.com. Click on this week's Peeps poll. Answer this week's surveys, survey questions, because Thursday is the big D. Snyder Radio family feud. And uh, this is a way you can contribute and participate. All right? Have a great day, everybody. Like I said, Will Cow is up next. This is D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. We don't want to take it. No, we'd rather not take it. We're not inclined to take it at this time.